0: It was like, I was like, did you go to church every Sunday? I was like, I wish it was just that, dude. Yeah. I was
1: like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> bro, I wish it was just that. It was like uh Sunday school, Sunday morning church. And then you like, you go to the Chinese buffet or like whatever you do. And then you go home, you do your homework and then you go back to church.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: like that's a big bummer of a day other than the Chinese buffet. Um,
2: (laughs) that. Yep.
3: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Growing Up Christian. I'm Sam. I'm Casey. And today, we are joined by an old friend who we've only really stayed connected with via social media for the past decade or so. Uh, Dave Smith. What's up, dude? Howdy. How are we doing? So good. Uh, it's so just a little context, a little background. We, uh, me, Casey, Dave, we attended Liberty university together. Um, We kind of all had our own, like, our paths crossed all the time. We had a lot of mutual friends. We were friends. We hung out at Dave's house a lot. Um, At least I did. (laughs) Casey, I think you weren't over at the
2: yearly house quite as much. Um, No, but Dave was one of the first, like, people connected to music that I met at Liberty. Because it was, like, you and then uh, Kevin and... There was a couple other people that were obviously like the 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 edgy kids. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, that's where I need to be. And we did go to a concert together. You remember road trip into like North Carolina? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Har- Harrisonburg. Well, well, I know we
0: went to Guzman's at least once in Harrisonburg. I've
2: been we trying went... to think of the name of that place right. for I... like 10 years. You just blew the lid off of it dude
0: oh yeah I mean, I <laughs> can't you forget so much husband's. husband's was a wild place dude it was it was a mexican food buffet slash uh venue and then you know i, I saw like converge modern life is war and some girls in one show and i think we went to some like a 420 girls. show which is hilarious considering at least at the time i was not partaking or had never partaken in any any such things. Um, I had strong opinions you know, about it. I had very strong opinions <laughs> against it myself. And you know, <laughs> I got strong opinions about it today that are, are probably a little different.
2: Cause I think um, what was it? Was Cannabis Corpse was like one of the names it was, hands. yes. That's what it was. It was <laughs> Cannabis Corpse, Job for a cowboy, I think. Oh shit. Was on
0: it in Darkest Hour. Um, But I remember there was like a bunch of bands on on it. Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. That was one of April and I's first dates.
2: No way. At
1: Guzman's? (laughs) Whoa.
2: Yep. Oh, man. I wonder if that was still open. I don't know. That was a rough spot, though. I've talked about it on here. I'm like, there was it was like a Mexican (laughs) restaurant where you get your arm broken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was crazy because there was like you know, I just got done seeing Converge, which at the time was my absolute favorite band. They're still probably my top faves, but, um, you know, and to anybody listening that's not familiar with their stuff, they have a very intense, chaotic live performance. And it was absolutely nuts because, you know, everybody's like hobbling away from, from where the show just ended, you know, it's that crazy moment where it's just like, everything was exploding for like the last couple hours. And then all of a sudden it's just like shows over. Everybody's just kind of like, oh, oh, okay. I guess we just like leave now. <laughs> and you know, everybody kind of like lingers, like looking for, looking at the merch table or like trying to talk to the people in the band. And there was just like a ton of people that were there for like, the like, I don't know, it was like a me- traditional Mexican dance. Um, <laughs> night or Whoa. something, and so they're all waiting. Like, when are these crazy ass white is just gonna be done with this shit? And <laughs> so, like, and they're like, you know, we're leaving." We're like, "We're gonna go back to Liberty University." Like, bye. Have a good night. Like, you know,
1: all the people who showed
3: up early for the dance too. They're like, "We'll get there a little early. Maybe grab a bite beforehand." We're just like, "Yeah." What the fuck is happening here?
1: it's
0: like there's just guttural screaming and chaos happening like they're just you know they're probably on a nice little date like they're gonna go dancing and have a good time you know yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's what you get it in guzman's in harrisonburg you know it's like you never know what you're gonna get and i, I think that's beautiful it's a melting pot of cultures it was indeed <laughs> yeah. especially for virginia man you don't get that all, in, in many places
3: yeah for sure dude i think like I want to say my connection to you started with um with I want to say uh Jill's cousin Mike was down there before I was oh yeah and so like that I think that was how I connected with like you and that you, I mean pretty much everyone that you guys were all hanging around with at the time but that was pre living at yearly um <laughs> yeah but I that's what I feel like that, that was where I really got to know you and the other 45 guys who lived in that house. Was like,
0: oh, my God, dude. That place was so gross and grimy. I'm sure we'll
3: get into that. Yeah, we have to talk um, about that. But but we've talked yeah, about I've even talked about be, it. But it, how chaotic they, it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, – we could – yeah, we'll hit
0: that it a little was, bit later. It was an
2: incubator for bad credit scores.
0: <laughs> oh you know i'm still working on that man you know it's, 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 it's gone the up and up but you know
1: <laughs> that's where
0: it Much all like began. christianity it has a lasting <laughs> yeah, fingerprint you know, and you know hey. we, i think we're all i think we're all working on our own personal credit score aren't we you know yeah the one between <laughs> god
3: and the, the devil but, um that's definitely uh, that it was like basement shows squatters drugs uh it was just <laughs> and it was all like and no one at, at any point was like really i mean that all it would take for is for anyone who worked at liberty to like walk by that place <laughs> to get everyone expelled and oh, yeah. no one was like worried about it um and it was also funny because they were always like it wasn't eclectic group so it was like some people were they really it didn't it pulled some people maybe down, but a lot mm-hmm. of people would like, I would go over and just hang out with everyone, doing whatever everyone was doing because I liked the yeah. people and kind of people had their own personal moral code about what they were going to do or not do when they were over there. And I thought it was such a strange environment. Even when I was mm-hmm. hanging out with everyone and having a good time, I'm like, there are moments where you'd stop and be like, how did this become this? Like, how did, how did this yeah. happen? How did all these people that I know end up, here uh and it just cycled through people it was it was really wild place um, well, i can
0: tell you exactly how it started yeah um <laughs> yeah let's just hit so, that now. like yeah i mean you know we're we're all like i don't know so you know you mentioned casey you mentioned uh kevin um and then there was yeah, i don't know if you remember alex oh
1: yeah those alex are two my son
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he carried around Capri. That was, I remember him I giving remember me a dissertation about how he was like the persona he was trying to cultivate was he was going to be the Capri Sun guy. And I didn't fully understand it, but I did sense that it was really funny at the time. Yeah. And now I think it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's that's 100% Alex. And I remember him doing that now. And I remember like probably having a similar reaction and just realizing now and like forever that Alex has just been light years ahead of everybody and everything <laughs> and that he's ever done. And, you know, I are not, not as, you know, stay in contact as much as I, you know, we all get older and stuff and, and do different stuff, uh, you know, but yeah, I did get to see him. It was funny. We went to, um, uh oh, what band was it? Oh, we, <laughs> this is funny for the show. We saw the band. I hate God. Um, <laughs> together God. and I was like, I hadn't seen him in like the longest time, and it was just like, Oh fuck yeah, man, I'm gonna see Alex like just love that dude to death. Um, and you know, we went and it was it was funny. Um, you know, it they're a great sludge metal band, and uh they were gonna perform and they're like, Hey, so our lead singer Mike Nine, he uh he's too sick to perform tonight. And it was like, oh, okay. And then they were like, yo, where was that kid? They were like looking around. They're like, bring that kid up up on stage. They're like, here's the microphone. Just scream into it like whenever you think like that's a good thing to do. And then they just started like playing their song and stuff. So it was just like (laughs) it was one of the weirdest shows that I've been to in in a while. Um, It was slightly disappointing. But at the same time, it was like, you know. They, they don't do that every night i'm sure so it's you know you got to see a little special <laughs> that's hilarious. some yeah. kid
3: got his time to shine dude
0: yeah yeah i got a little video of it too it's and it's really funny because it was just like the kids like i don't know what to do but <laughs> and he's just like ah <laughs> you know it's like it was, dude, it was how long ago was that oh that was only maybe like a year year that's crazy ago.
3: yeah oh i yeah, love I, that, that you was, stayed in touch with him
0: yeah, no, like we like it's funny. We a lot of us have a uh, a group chat that we're all still in. Um, that yeah, I mean, the group chat itself is probably over fifteen years old. You know, like it's <laughs> like whenever I remember, everybody was was just like when when I, I guess it was you can only group chat in a, an iPhone for a while. If I remember my my
2: oh recent maybe group text or something <laughs> like history, yeah. yeah.
1: All um, I know is people so are still mad at that,
3: me because I don't have one and I ruined apparently oh, every group text I'm in. So
0: yeah, you're, you're the, what you, you show up is like the green bubble, right?
3: Yeah. That's the me.
0: Blue. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know so if I would have been on this. Po-
3: I don't know if I would have him on this podcast.
0: If you had uh,
3: <laughs> been upfront about that. I try to, I, that's why I like, I, I never lead with that. Right. It's a, uh, you know, if I was in the dating world, like that'd be a surefire way to like torpedo a first date, you know. <laughs> you know
0: what it Hell tells
2: yeah. me about you? You're
1: not aggressive.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm I was like, I'm sure these guys probably have played that fucking video, dude. That's yeah. so funny. I was like, this has to be fake. And it was it was funny. I don't know, do you guys remember Jill? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wound up like sending that to her like immediately. And it was like I hadn't told you know, we're we're instagram friends like i'm with y'all and stuff and uh uh it was just funny because i was just like oh my god like all my like christian metalcore friends and stuff like that i sent it to them like immediately that, Sorry, i didn't send they, it to yeah. you guys but i mean Dude. like I, i'm sure you know you guys have a podcast it's I'm so sure cringy way up and up about it yeah
3: but that clip made a uh made one of the compilation cuts for catatonic youth and uh, the same uh the same compilation as skies over bethany made <laughs>
0: yeah, skies over Bethany. Oh,
3: you know, do? You, do you not recall? They were like the Lynchburg metalcore band that was like the no. That, that's why off. I'm saying it. That's why I'm saying uh that out loud because I'm like that sounds so familiar. Like that
0: that just jarred lose a bunch of memories. Yeah,
1: yeah. They... Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: but it was there's cool. there's, I mean, there's was so many sort of old, old Lynchburg bands like uh, Point of Honor. <laughs> remember them?
3: Yes. <laughs> Man. Uh, so anyway. World.
0: Legendous. yearly
1: yearly
3: yeah, is like with... yearly, yeah.
1: so Alex,
0: yeah you yeah so uh we're we're all just kind of like you know we all we just had met each other recently in recent times before going to liberty actually this is all coming back to me right now so sorry if i'm you know patchy or going back You're good. It, but um jeez yeah so we were like you know best friends immediately like we all had very similar humors music listening tastes and stuff like that we all watched aqua teen hunger force which was you know just like the funniest thing in the world when we're in college and so personality we're like i archety- archetype at the time I, literally that's <laughs> funny man like i said that i've watched a couple episodes recently and i was like this was my entire personality for like <laughs> years but um we all made fast friends like the summer before going to liberty because we all lived in, like close to each other and had recently met like me and me and kevin had a crush on the same girl going to liberty like our first semester so it was like you know we we had to like you know immediately we were like all right like bros first you know like you know we don't have to worry about that and we both wound up like not really liking that girl at all after a while so as it happens <laughs> you know I'm like th- I, it was funny, you know. Today I was like thinking of my my first LU crushes because I remember Casey. Like I didn't know you too long as a single man, and you know, like when we first met, because you were you were also one of my first like music friends. That was just like, oh yeah, this guy's got like a haircut that indicates that he likes like <laughs> some screaming in his music. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: the, the so, identity yeah. marker.
0: You got to have yeah, those. You know, like we, we all put, we all put them out there. You know, like. Yep. I had some like really hot topic y looking shit still, you know. That I, you know, I was still buying shit from Hot Topic. You know, I'm not against it, you know, whatever. Studded
3: belts um, were like a linchpin in that. You'd got to, oh if you yeah, had a dude. I, belt. I, I
0: still, I still rock a studded belt, you know, like this, this is one, one, one of my takeaways from, from the
2: era, but you know. Um, which, okay, which was it all three of you guys or was it like two of you guys that tried to get lip rings? that first year oh
0: that's so funny dude
2: that was heavy
0: <laughs> that was so funny because like i got i got like my and i don't have it anymore but i got like oh here pierced and it was like i didn't even really want something i think i was just doing it just to be like rebellious you know trying to like kick it to the man without really doing anything you know like like smoking hookah yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, brought that out of people i think that's a cool experience that we all had like if we went to like any state school and you could party and do whatever the fuck you want. We probably like you <laughs> might have not even been inclined to do dumb shit. Uh um, yeah. but being there and just like having such pedantic rules that to that we all grew up Christian and didn't have that level of oversight in our own lives as children. Um yeah. like I I yeah. could have my parents wouldn't have loved it, but like at 18 I, it's not, I wouldn't have been afraid of my parents if I got something pierced, you know? Uh, it just, <laughs> they would have been like, that's a dumb decision. And I would have moved, they would have moved on. And I think a lot of us were in that boat. And then you go to a school, you're like, so n- wait, now I have a curfew. Now I can't have my hair past my ears. Now I can't get any piercings. It's like, yeah. you. so you just find the goofiest ways to be rebellious because you're like, I can't totally. get kicked out of school, rebellious, but... Like, yeah. how do you tow the line? That's
0: that's funny you mentioned that because like, and I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably backtrack. But, you know, before I came to Liberty, my, my upbringing was like, you know, my parents were like, are ex Catholic and they got into Christianity, like evangelical Christianity through my sister going to, um, what do you call it a vacation Bible school?
3: Oh, nice. You know? How old was she <laughs> when she did
0: that? <clears throat> very young you know uh, she was probably like seven
3: or eight you know
0: was that like uh, young enough to where i didn't wanting, really know
3: was that your parents just wanting some like free time over the summer or it's like free daycare like because they were working I or would, something
0: i would assume so because i mean i i would, I would imagine you know I, I don't have children um but i would imagine yeah just having like free daycare for a little bit would be an awesome thing you know and they're like oh we'll give them a snack We'll give yep. them, you know, the, the little Dixie cup of lemonade and, like, the the <laughs> cookie with the, the vanilla frosting in it. That's not the Oreo. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, the off-brand <laughs> like,
2: one.
1: The they're not double-stuffed yeah. either. It's, like, it's
2: <laughs> actually, yeah. like, half-stuffed. <laughs> yeah. They are very hard. They have a design, like, stamped into the top of them that will shred the roof of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
3: They'll fuck your shit up.
2: That pole is but, strong. Um, I mean... I've
3: resisted the urge uh, to do anything of the sorts, but I have plenty of friends who are on the, like, the similar wavelength as, as me when it comes to uh, their problems with that culture. And at the end of the day, just them wanting four hours of free time in the summer for a couple of weeks, it won. It won out. And then yeah. their kids come home and say weird shit that they have to deprogram, but they just... <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you know that Jesus, and then, like, well, you know, some people think, and then they have to, like, kind of, like, level it out a bit, but the, you just hope that, like, your overall parenting counteracts, like, a weird week they had when they were six, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, you can only do so much, and, uh yeah, like, having that free child, yeah, I'm not blaming any child parent for dropping their kid off at a, a VBS, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm more concerned with the people at the VBS being like, Hey, little children, like let's play all these games and like, you're going to burn a lot forever. Did you know, <laughs> like, you, know, like yep. you deserve
3: to burn a lot forever. Like, <laughs> like, wow, dude, like, yeah.
0: holy shit. Maybe that's the problematic part of it. You know?
3: Yeah. You um, sweet, innocent six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who's it's only cool. reacting to the parental conditioning that you experience. This is all your fault, and you deserve all the torture.
2: And yeah, you're going to learn like, you, it from a 30-year-old hardly... puppet that looks like a propaganda cartoon. Oh,
3: <laughs> The uh, puppets, you, know, did you guys have the felt boards? Yeah. <laughs> when I was <laughs> real oh, young, we man. had those.
0: That that it was, was like, like, I have a vivid memory of, of there just being like, you know, here's the shepherds, and they're like, there's the sheep, and it's cute and nice. And then all of a sudden, it was like, and here's the dying souls that are like lost forever. And there's just like, like a big hole of fire. And like these people like,
1: ah. you're they like, actually Whoa. set it
0: on fire.
3: Like it's like Chris Farley and Tommy boy when he's got the ambulance and he just sets it on fire. They just <laughs> yeah. use that object lesson and just set the flannel gra- flannel graph on fire and let
2: everyone it's, scream and cry. It does have to be a weird position to be in to be like an artist that got a job making artwork for like a kids study bible and then having to draw like Lot's wife turned to salt and and yeah. screaming death from above like Sodom and Gomorrah behind her cuz that picture was oh, in my- every one of those yeah <laughs> no it <that laughs> was it
0: was like well there's there's something about you know the old testament where there's just like it it's way easier to make it a story so you're gonna keep kids attention more and I remember being a kid that we we, I would get way more Old Testament when I was a little kid because you're like yeah it's it it reads like a Marvel fucking movie when you actually read some of these because it's like and yeah God he he took all the bad guys and he he blew them up and like (laughs) the whole city like got like demolished and shit it's like it's like a little baby came up with this idea of like you know my (laughs) my, my friend who's all powerful is like better than your friend who's all powerful. You know, like, what's the story? Was it Elijah or Elisha? Who's like, um, there was like the whole battle between, uh, like the bad Philistines or whoever they were. Um, it's been a little while <laughs> since, yeah, since I went to any, any college, sure I was Elijah older. versus yeah. Vegeta. Vegita, Okay, yes, you're right. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, beef supreme and all that. (laughs) (laughs) that Idiocracy version of it. Yeah. But it was (laughs) like, you know, like, oh, like, like, why don't you call down fire from heaven? And like, they couldn't. And then like, God did it. It's like, dude, it's, it's all like, it's storytelling. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just like, tale as old as time. Like, there's a bad person and the good people and yeah but yeah it's weird like always on our side yeah and he's always there for us and yeah he'll kick their bad the bad guy's ass and then you're like then you get into like the new testament and it's all like jesus being like you know did you ever think about like the humble people inheriting the earth and like you know (laughs) all these other like
2: peaceful ideas you know it's a sucky you know, transition. Like, uh, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> it's like going from Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. You're like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the blood.
1: Give me the blood. You Lord. Me Give
0: the blood. me the yeah, blood. Yeah. And th- that was like, <laughs> that was, that was definitely a thing when I was a kid too. It was just like, I wanted like blood and gore in the story. Cause I was like a, a sick, twisted little boy that like that kind of stuff. And I'm not being like boys will be boys. It was just like, that's, how I was when I was a little kid. I wanted to be an yeah. army man and go to war and like kill a bunch of people that are bad and stuff. And it was like, now I'm not that way at all. I don't want to kill anyone not anybody. too late. Like, I don't like,
3: Oh
1: dude, I know, remember. I, I
3: don't know. It might be. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I was like, I'm trying to think I would have, when I was, uh, I, I remember like post nine 11, right? Oh yeah. Child. I'm a child. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, but I had all these opinions and I'm like, if, if, if I was 18, I would enlist right now. I would. Yeah. No one does that to my country. Like bitch, you're 11. You have no idea what you're talking about, but you're just still like, you're so convinced that you would like sign up to go like chill, kill people. Like it's, you know, people would now say call of duty. I might've then said like, it's GoldenEye. you know, but yeah. Nice. With paintball mode on. You, I don't that's how I had to <laughs> yeah. play it. That's the only way I was allowed to play that in my house was uh paintball mode, with big with mode hey, at least you could have that, man. I was
0: yeah. like that was strictly no no guns, no no violence in video games. So I, I had the uh I had like a locked uh backpack with all my like parental advisory CDs, my like violent video games, and my, <laughs> my, my my little porno mags that I would steal from uh for yeah. orders, you know. Damn, that's a big, cash. Dude, I got in big trouble for it, let me tell you. Oh, you, you got like, caught con- like, all the contraband at once? Dude? At once. And it was it was my dumb fault, man. I put it in one backpack with like a, like one of those tiny little like padlocks. You know what I'm talking like the most generic that little comes tiny in with a bolt
1: cutters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're not your your even dude back- like all- hacked your Bitcoin wallet.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like oh i wish i had a you should have like scattered around
2: like a squirrel Ex- explain it but it's like
0: <laughs> it's basically you just had to take the backpack and like cinch it and then like open the zipper a little bit and stick your hand in like it was you know like it was like the, the, the lock didn't do anything other than <laughs> signal to my parents like he's got something in there that they, he doesn't yeah, want to that was
3: it. that was what gave it away dude if you didn't I have a lock on it they'd
0: be it. like i bet his books are in there yeah, it's just some books. Yeah, but no, it is literally everything your parents tell you not to have. So that was oh that was God. a that was a great day. I actually that was um, and I forgot who did this, but um Dahmer Jeffrey Dahmer, when <laughs> but, no not Jeffrey Dahmer Ted Bundy, um, there was a point in like this is me now like having actually learned stuff about Ted Bundy and and whatnot in my later years. When he was on death row, he got—I forgot who it was—but he got um, some like focus for the family type dude to Dob, Dobson. It was James Dobson. Wait,
3: are you serious? Yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: the James Dobson. The James <laughs> he Dobson back into the ar- into the physical archive. <laughs> wow, dude. What is that synchronicity, or is this like I don't know? I guess we are talking about like Christian shit, but um, yeah, no. So that guy, he did interviews with with Bundy in prison on death row and he and this is where Bundy famously blamed pornography for murdering however many women that he murdered and raped and dismembered and yeah yeah so basically that's the the lecture I got when when I came home I, I walked into my room and it was just you know two two chairs this very room I'm in right now um, There's two chairs facing, <laughs> facing each other. And I was like, Oh no, he found the bag. Like I knew immediately. Like,
2: and yeah, then the yeah. Guantanamo but, paid
0: you. And I looked over and it was like a trash bag full of all, all, all that stuff. And it was just like, well, the jigs up, you know, like I, I'm not going to deny anything. You know, it's just like, I stole most of this stuff and now they're really pissed about that one. Um, <laughs>
3: I don't know what I'm <laughs> angry about. The stealing of the porn yeah you know and it was like
0: well i think it was probably the porn because they gave me the, like the don't uh, be a serial killer uh by doing this uh you oh know.
3: Dude, james yeah we got that talk so many, yeah james dobson did so many parents a lot of favors with that interview we <laughs> and i'm we sure we had a guy when- that was like a
2: cop that would come speak he would come for like a week every year and he he had been a cop and then he became an evangelist or a pastor or whatever he was. But I remember him like coming and talking to us all the bo- like they sent the girls out and they just had the boys there. Oh, and man. he was like, you know what? Every pedophile I ever arrested was, uh you know, addicted to pornography.
0: Oh, my God. And
2: he was talking about like a criminal uh profiler coming in and telling that to the police department and I remember like the quote just like he exactly how he said it so he said he's like now one of the guys in the room you know one of the officers he piped up and he goes he's like you made to tell me that every everybody who looks at a skin mag is a creep and he said I'm just telling you you're on the same path
0: <laughs>
1: and you oh. we were like oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a mic drop mic drop moment <laughs> He was full of those. He had a lot of uh, cop stories maneuvered into uh, Bible lessons. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite is even
3: even better than a sports reference. Yeah. (laughs) Kill me. Yeah. What was what it's, was the aftermath of that conversation? I mean, you. I can't imagine. Oh the dread, man! Dude. It was. Was it like so, weird or at home for like a week? You're like my parents wow, think of for, a filthy for a animal. Long time. You have to wear a, a penis long, cage. I mean, yeah, I did. So. You know, you know <laughs> I
0: finally got it off. It was great. Um,
3: <laughs> you use the same mechanisms that your parents used to get the lock off your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> you come in with like a, you actually come in with like a little like bolt cutters and you're just like crying praying to god that you don't bolt cut your dick off at the same yeah, time. oh yeah wow that sounds terrible that's
1: a saw movie isn't it yeah. yeah it is now i'm writing yeah. it i'm writing yeah, my first
3: also. pilot
0: yeah. nice saw 69 yeah <laughs> uh, the human centipede like comes around on crossover himself. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. Where were we? <laughs> all
3: right we were we were doing yeardley lead then we talked about your childhood but let's just keep going for you because what we, we'll get no to yeah new. this is
0: great you're christian um, you're
3: so your background you your parents were reintroduced to christianity this is all shit right. I, I really don't know about you and uh we all like kind of just meaning we all are on like a similar i, I we all have know we have similar backgrounds uh Definitely, sometimes you learn yeah. something about somebody's and you go oh i didn't know that like i grew up non-denominational uh so when one of the guys on that i i knew i found out he was like presbyterian i'm like oh i don't actually know anything about presbyterians so you learn some stuff there and then they think some things and you go oh that's wrong i don't believe that at all <laughs> and yeah. you try to be and you you're kind of at a point where you can start excusing certain things You're like well, i guess that doesn't really matter because that's it's not one of the key issues. So like we all have that going on, but I don't know. I have actually no idea the world you came from. And you only, I mean, you grew up in uh, Connecticut. You were only like an hour north of me and yeah. our entire hey, childhood. You grew up in Spencer, <laughs> south, right? Sorry. An hour south of me. I don't know. I, I'm i bad. With you know, maps. it's, you know. I look at ma- most maps upside down and that's kind of the problem I have. But um, hey, yeah, I grew as up. As long as you uh, get there, right? Yeah, I grew up in uh in Rutland, uh, which is pretty close to Spencer. But Okay. I
0: just I'd been to Spencer cuz you had mentioned Mike earlier, uh great friend of mine. I I actually I haven't talked to Mike in a long time and it's very sad, but I
3: messaged you like last you time he was up right. because I was like, oh, let's That's
0: right. Yeah, that would have been so great, but yeah, yeah. I, I knew it's like didn't work unfortunately, but Yeah, you were... I mean, one of these times, you know, I I do come back home not as frequently as I would like, but at least, you know, for a month out of the year so. Yeah. You know, maybe next time I'm around, hopefully, you know, he'll be around. Is he he's still uh, in North Carolina or? Yep. They're all there. I guess we could. <laughs> I guess I could catch up with him, right? Sorry.
1: Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but so, you're, but yeah, yeah, your family no, gets very, into it like, through this
3: VBS thing.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because, yeah, I, I do know – Kind of your guys' background, just because I've I've listened to some episodes and stuff. So I, I, yeah, I feel like uh like I was saying before the podcast, it was like I feel like I know you guys, and it's like oh yeah, shit, I do know you guys. Yeah, <laughs> but like you like you just said, it's like you don't really know each other, especially our backgrounds. But and it, it was very fascinating actually listening to your guys' background as well. But um yeah, so the whole VBS thing, my family gets involved in the church just because you know. Um, a little kid's like, we need to go to church now. And they're like, they're not going to say no to their kid, you know, like I
2: need to go to church. Like, no. Um, so I can't they believe that just, that ploy actually worked.
1: I feel oh, like that does. was
2: kind of the plan that, yeah, that yeah, is the plan. It's
0: the plan. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and it's like, that never dawned on me too. What I was like, I was just like, oh, it's a cool thing that the church does when I was a kid, you know, I was, didn't think it was an outreach type, uh, program, but, It's actually a brilliant uh, ploy on their part because, yeah, you just like you, you get their hooks into the kids and it's just like, well, you know, the parent's not going to say no most of the time, you know, like there might be one parent that says no or is not into it, but the other one might cave and just be like, well, you know, it might just be a phase or something and then, nope, you just wind
3: up being like, oh, no,
0: live the rest of your life. This, yeah, like while dad stays home and
3: and refuses to go and then the kids grow up worrying about their dad's salvation while their mom doesn't actually care (laughs) but she brings them
0: yep the weirdo Sunday school teacher talks
2: about it yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) oh yeah to all the kids yeah like we're we're all praying to make sure that like Mr. you know I don't want to even say names because I I have so many examples of that exact thing you know and it was it was just like and I remember even as a kid like people in my extended family just being like crying myself to sleep because i was like well i don't think they believe what i believe you know
3: like um meanwhile dad so. is like he loves it he's like you know i think the best thing that ever happened to me was my family getting into church so i get like three hours to myself every sunday morning
0: <laughs> wow i never thought of that concept of,
3: <laughs> of the dad that's not into it yeah but, he's like you know, oh, as far quiet. as i know <laughs> yeah he slept in break. my mower blades. He, he slept in. He drank a Bud Light at 930 <laughs> yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
0: man, it's sweet, man. I'm I, living, dude. Took like a long bath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was kind of like how that all happened. And then, you know, as kids, we all went to Christian school at a um, fundamental independent Baptist uh, school slash church combination. So we're in this one building six to seven days out of the week you know multiple times a day sometimes you know like and so it was just you know and i you guys know the whole drill it, it was like you know and i've i'll bring this up to people that ask me about my background and stuff like that it's like well sunday was it wasn't just like oh i'm going to church on sunday and it was like I, they're like did you go to church every sunday i was like i wish It was just that, dude. Yeah, bro. I wish it was just that. It was like uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning church, and then you like you go to the Chinese buffet or like whatever you do, and then you go home, you do your homework, and then you go back to church. (laughs) Yeah, like that's a big bummer of a day. Other than the Chinese buffet, Um, second that. Yep. (laughs) You know, I went. I went to. Christian school I think uh I, f- I forget I think Sam I think you were homeschooled
3: yeah I was homeschooled and then and Casey did the Casey Christian did school. you
0: go to Christian school or yep you did okay so I don't know how it was with you guys but like I got there was like chapel three times a week at least you know so there was like a special like kid sermon that you get during school and then on top of that you had Bible class and then each subject is like Christian focused, you know, and it's like kind of hard to keep math Christian focused, you know. It's like, um, if but, Father you know, like, Abraham had, had many <laughs> sons,
3: <laughs> you're just like Jesus yeah, Christ, had sons? <laughs> how many three loaves sons and five fish again did Father Abraham have? <laughs> that, that's how um. you learn about infinity, it's just that you're like the little sideways eight is just like the Jesus feeding the 5,000. Like this could have gone <laughs> on forever. Motherfucker. You're like, I don't Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> How did Man, something thanks. come Man, from this nothing? Be in my you're like, head forever?
3: Welcome to the uh,
2: start of the universe. My friend.
3: And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> have you ever heard of
2: God? <laughs> Do you um, remember what kind of curriculum they had there? Was it like a branded oh yeah. one?
0: Oh yeah. I had the uh, Bob Jones. I was a Bob Jones uh, school that I went to.
2: That comes Bob up maybe the most. Really? Yeah, Bob Jones was wildly uh, a Becca popular.
0: Well, there's a Becca was like the other one that I was uh, familiar with because, you know, the other schools we play soccer and basketball with, they would have a Becca, but we had the BJU shit.
2: Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, we actually, so-
0: we we would go down to Bob Jones University every year for our fine fine arts performances and stuff. So I've been on campus there like quite a bit. Wow. What was that dress code like for those events? Weird, dude. Uh, Well, you know, for us, it was just... It was the same that I would have for for any school day, which was, you know, a nice shirt um, tucked into your nice slacks with a belt and some dress shoes, dress socks. So it was like we didn't have a uniform, but we had the dress code. So it was like we're going to take... What you gave us as the code, and we're just going to make it look horrible. <laughs> so, like you know, I, <laughs> that was that was how we, like you know we would we'd kind of like stick it to the man in in an environment where you're not. It's you know, you're sticking. It's the it fresh to the prince turning his coat of, inside out. It's literally that you know, and it's like well, we can't really like kick him out of school for it, but like we can revise the rule book every year. And so like
2: the <laughs> trying to close, it's like like Congress trying to close tax loopholes. Exactly, <laughs> Dude, and it was because my
0: favorite one that was like you know we'd go to the thrift stores and just be like all right what's what's some crazy ass like collared shirts and some pants that we can get away with and I found these like pure white navy issue like bell bottom pants like those dress bell bottoms <laughs> that like navy pants and i wore orange boxers under them that day and my, my 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 really creepy teacher um brian jones i'll say him by name because it's a pretty common name but he was just always so creepy dude like it's like one of the names that comes up with everybody like why was that guy even there and it was because he was the the pastor's son who like went wayward but he never said why or how he did and shit like that, and it was like, uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't talk too much shit on him because, well, whatever, This in the past. But, uh, um, sorry, I kind of like <clears throat> that kind of like uh, derail. Orange me there. boxes <laughs> under the white sailor bell yeah. bottoms. So he came up to me and he was like. Uh, you can't wear those anymore because I could see your underwear through your your pants. And I was just <laughs> like, dude, like I was like, why are you looking, dude? Like this is so weird. And, but you know, just just little shit like that it was completely innocent, harmless stuff. And you know, you you think you're getting away with murder as a kid. There was like one day where we were gonna like they made us wear tuxedo shirts for choir, like because you know we would go down to this. This kind of ties in with the the, the B J U shit where we would go down. And um, me and my buddy, one of my best friends growing up, we would always do this duet acting piece um, with, together. And we would kind of go pretty far within our region and just get like stomped once we got down to the nationals. But we were like, we'd go down for the ride and stuff, but we, we'd wind up being in the choir sometimes. And like our dress was like, you know, you have a cummerbund and like the ruffle shirt and like a bow tie, black shirt, uh, black pants. So like we one day we were like, me and my friends we called each other we're like let's let's all wear the the tuxedo shirts to school tomorrow and just like regular (laughs) pants and stuff like that and and i got to school and like my friends were like dude dude take that shirt off take that shirt off now and i was like what what there was like everybody got in so much trouble and i was like for what they were like wearing a tuxedo shirt i was like we're just being fancier than our normal dress code and we're like that like they called some of their parents and had them come in and to bring like a normal shirt. So like parents had to leave work or like, you know, leave their kids or something <laughs> or figure something else out. Just, just cause like, you know, and it was put on us. Well, you guys were being stupid and selfish. And it was like, no, you guys are being fucking dumb as hell with your
2: stupid <laughs> rules. Like <laughs> That is such a Christian school reaction to things too. So I always say it, it's like when, when nobody's doing anything bad, they find things to, like the 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 scale of what is bad like shifts drastically in the other direction. So, yeah. like open window of Christian schools. <laughs> yeah, I, we would get in trouble for like. It was the same <laughs> sort of stuff. It was like one one of my buddies. We had to wear ties on Wednesdays for chapel, mm. and he would just gradually tie his tie shorter every week <laughs> until he just had like a little tuft sticking out and then like had to have a talking to by the principal or i i forget what i did <laughs> i i did something really dumb like i was the teacher had to tell me to the principal had to tell me to tuck in my shirt like all the mm-hmm. time because it was like not cool to have your shirt tucked in at the time Oh, you know?
0: yeah dumb as hell
2: <laughs> and they like she called my mom in and she was like, I'm just really concerned about, like, where Casey's headed right now. Oh, geez. And just the dumbest things. Like, we, yeah, there's so many things like that. Like, no one in the school is doing anything wrong. So that's what becomes, like, the the, the punishable offense.
0: Yeah. And then you Did have, you like, a evens, bunch of, like. I was going to say the Even Sorry.
2: Stevens half tuck
3: is, uh, I remember that being a thing. You only tuck in half your shirt.
0: <laughs> oh <no. laughs> yeah be, then you could be like oh no it just came untucked like it was yeah, an accident yeah. you can like <laughs> put it up and it's like and it's sad because this is like, then you have a a bunch of otherwise really good kids just innocent as hell and you ha- you're ge- you're getting like talked down to all the time and told like you're a piece of shit like you're i was told all the time you you're a worthless reprobate like heathen sinner and it's like How many times are you going to tell that to like a child before they actually like take that to heart and like believe that, you know, so it's like you kind of keep them in this subservient like lower like, oh, I I feel bad because like, you know, and I didn't actually feel bad because I wore bell bottom navy pants that I found at (laughs) the thrift store. But it was like, you know, they try to make you feel bad by like calling your parents in to like get you a new shirt because they didn't like the way that you complied with the dress code it's like, all right, well, why don't you just be more specific? And they would do that because it was like, you know, you remember we're talking like studded belts and stuff. It was it was like we would go to the Walmart girls section and get the belts there because they were sick. You know, it was like pink stars on a black leather belt. I'm like, that looks that's bitching, dude. (laughs) and i was like girls are gonna like this and then you know you wear it and then they're like oh well the the new edition of the rule book came out like it says that the 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 belt has to match your shoes so it's like they can't outright be like you can't have pink stars on your belt you gotta get a pink shoes shoes. you gotta get shoes that match the belt (laughs) that would have been sick man oh
3: man (laughs) you like pink shoes cover like with stars, all like glittery, sparkly, maybe a little <laughs> bit maybe some heel on it, dude, oh man, if I can only go back in time to
2: tell myself one thing, it would be that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too, because it was like they, like you think back on how how distraught you were over like silly little things like that, and it was way yeah. worse for the girls, oh, like the girls way they worse. would humiliate. Like, if oh, it was insane. if it was us and they're like, he's not touching his he's not put tucking his shirt in. It wasn't like a humiliating or devaluing thing in the same way that they were like, well, you know, Christy insists on wearing these like slutty short T-shirts because that's what's in style right now. Like her yeah. midriff shows, which she bends over or like <sighs>
3: and or, uh, like i'm sorry miss you have too much of a donk for those pants it's like
0: yeah this there is was like, a this lot of that body dude
3: like yeah
0: it was but, like dude,
2: the I... the rules were enforced very differently on the girls that were like i guess attractive Direct. than the girls that were like less so and it was like i don't know it was you know they they tried to not include the boys on any of that stuff or cue them in on things, but like you couldn't help, but notice like they had to, we had senior banquet and the girls would all have to bring their dresses in and put them on in the bathroom and then walk out so that the principal can like do a, a, a three sixty around them and tell them that like, there's too much of your clavicles showing you have to wear a shawl over it. Don't take your shawl off at the banquet. And he just coded that into his bank bank for later. 100%. I got a thing for clavicles now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, school.
0: What's why? Well, it's, like, it's eat- like the projection shit. It's like, it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. Well, you you have an issue with this, so now you're making it a rule that like everybody has to come in and like awkwardly give you a little fashion show, so you can go close your office door and just like <laughs> like
1: you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna like all and like the the one male school uh, uh, teacher that I had in in that. Little Christian high school, you know, it was like somehow magically always the the girls, uh, gym coach and, and volleyball coach. You know, it was just like, there's nobody else that can do this, you know? And yeah, <laughs>
1: was
0: just there, just oh, and, th- and then it was, um, to that point with the women having it way worse. The, and, uh, it, you're absolutely right. And it was super, super sad to see, like, you know, my sisters having to comply with the dress code and just like the dumb
3: shit they would have to wear dude like they had to wear culottes yeah culottes are insane you all remember culottes yeah (laughs) casey's the only reason i know what those are (laughs) yeah i usually get most of the time that's why i know
0: (laughs) they're yeah they're great they're billowy you know like and there's there's probably you know well i don't know this is a growing up christian podcast i'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there that know what the culott is but anybody who's looking it up right now um they're pretty rad.
3: Um, it's like whenever yeah, you, really you look it know. up, it brings you straight to like a porn hub fetish term, you know? Yeah, it was it,
0: like made
2: <laughs> from
3: that principal who had
0: the
2: the little fashion show. Uh they're my they basically grandmother... like Capri length Jankos. Yeah. yeah. That's more or less what, cu- what culottes yeah. were.
3: <laughs> yeah. Even even like dress codes obviously being worse for women in these schools. Like my grandmother was a, a full time sub at Brockton High School uh which had a shitload of kids in it and my grandmother I remember her talk, talk talking to her before she passed away she's like how unfair things were for girls there even she's like you have a like you have like a four-. she's basically just like you have a 14 year old and girls develop at different times uh, rates Uh, And overall, she's like, so sometimes like you have 14 year olds that develop fairly large breasts at a young age. And if they're wearing a T-shirt, they just get shit by the office for not wearing appropriate clothes to school. And they're literally just a kid who's probably very uncomfortable. My grandmother was a pretty progressive woman to be talking to her grandchildren about this, I guess. But it was like, yeah, like these girls are like uncomfortable in their bodies. They're developed at a different rate than their peers they're just trying to wear like just wear t-shirts and be kids. And they're, they're the ones getting harassed for not being appropriate simply because it was like, Oh, your shirts, your shirts too tight. And they're just like, I didn't, I didn't wake up and ask for these, you know? And it's like, yeah, my grandmother had a huge problem with the way that they treated girls, even in public school that didn't even have much of a dress code. So in private Christian school, uh, it's like, I mean, it, even more elevated i'm sure but
0: yeah it's yeah it's just it's so ridiculous you know you're like it's uh it puts a lot and it was uh you know casey was talking about something earlier where it was like oh okay well we're just gonna have like the boys and then the girls are gonna go separate and it was like okay you're gonna talk to boys about why they shouldn't jerk off and then they're gonna talk to the girls about why they shouldn't wear clothes that like shows off their physical features that make you want to jerk off (laughs) yeah and it's like it puts it all like okay like guys like you know you're not responsible almost just because you know like we know what these ladies are really up to and it was like no they're just like living in their skin and their bodies like they're they're becoming older people and like yeah like you said they're most likely probably uncomfortable with it and they don't want to be noticed or they're just like certainly don't want to be noticed by like some 65 year old principal yeah like you know like mm, i noticed that you're <laughs> looking more
2: <laughs> she was a lady these days like let me
0: i should <laughs> make sure you, you're wearing uh like more pilgrimy
2: type billowy
0: stuff yeah <laughs> pilgrim <laughs>
2: yeah i should specify that she was a lady so it's not it's <laughs> It's a well, little less way. shocking. Like,
0: you don't want that from from whatever her name is either. Bertha or, you know, like she's probably like the one who's like upset. Like she's in the choir and just mad at her own life because she's like been in church her whole life and it's not working out for her. So she just spends her life being mad at children. It was like, it <laughs> yeah. seemed like most like of the, the people in my, my <laughs> high school in, in elementary, cause I, it was, it was like elementary through high school. So it was like, it was like, I was pretty sure like everybody just, every adult hated their lives and took it out on the kids. It was just, it was, it was shitty. And they were all un, un, not, not qualified to teach cause they went to Bob Jones. Um, yeah. <laughs> they learned what life was from Bob Jones and then went to go teach children. Like, that's what happened. They they graduated from a Christian bubble, went to a Christian bubble, learned more about the Christian bubble and how to keep people in it, and, like, go back and then teach kids when they're, like,
2: super young and impressionable. I think, too, it's like there, there's certain things that, like, what, what would have been smarter, like, would have been easier for everybody and less stressful for all of them, and then it would put – would put the principal in a lot less of those situations is if you just had a uniform, like, yeah, true. Just have a uniform and then you don't have to mitigate this every day. (laughs) Like you don't have to put it on this lady to make decisions about this with every individual kid every day. And like, I, I, I would cut her some slack too, because some of the parents were nuts. There was a lot of really cool ones, but then some of them were crazy. And like, when the crazy ones see something that they don't like, they make it a problem for everybody. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was constantly stuff like that. Like, I i mean, I remember at one point, like we would have like these breaks during the day and you would go down and either play basketball in the gym or like there was like board games and stuff like that, that you could play. And we all started like playing poker on breaks and we were we would get these like merit bucks when you did something good or when you got an A or whatever that you could spend in the like merit store and uh we we were like gambling with these merit bucks and it was like just <laughs> such a nothing thing like it was like a three three instances and none of us even knew how to play poker it was just like goofing around yeah. and somebody's parent got really upset about it And came in and made a big stink. And then they went through and they confiscated like all of the playing cards throughout the school to make sure that that couldn't happen anymore. And it's like,
0: yeah,
2: what a a stupid thing that now like the principal has to go deal with and or, you know, and and she's the one that gets stuck, like explaining it to the kids and why it's bad. And, you know, so like I feel for her in some ways, too. There's just a lot of like, that's the problem with those circles. Is that like the dumbest, most annoying person controls the pace for everybody else. Yeah, It sets the tone.
3: Yeah, yeah, but dude. That's a good Dave, point. So you went from Christian school to Liberty. Like, was that just like an obvious choice with how you grew up, or pretty much? Yeah, were
2: you yeah, serious it was... about it? Like, were you? Pretty I was. Devout?
3: I was.
0: And it's funny because, like, I feel like a lot of people are kind of surprised by that um, because, I don't know, I, you know, looking back on it, I feel like, you know, in our circle, I had a little bit of a reputation of being a little bit more rebellious against it, I guess. But we all were, you know, like we we're all doing our own little things. But it was just like, you know, people were being hypocritical about all sorts of stuff. Oh, and I, yeah. I think it was just because I probably like smoked weed. You know, before a lot of people did and it was just like, oh, we're all in our early 20s. And it was like, dude, I got confronted by like people like, oh, well, we're concerned because we heard you like smoked marijuana. And I was like, OK, like you're pissed drunk right now. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> dude, that's like okay. what's, what's the here's, point? Here's a story that floated around about you. And I'll let you. Discuss- oh, this is great. I'll let you tell me if it's true or not. Um, oh, yes. So. It was like, because you might have been one of the you were one of the early adapters of smoking cigarettes, and as far <laughs> as I could recall, and that's not not exactly what this, which I think is funny. So I, I started occasionally smoking in high school, or yeah. maybe I was a senior in high school. I might have been a freshman in college because I did community college for a year before I went to liberty, but all the guys I was hanging out with, they all most of them smoked. Mm -hmm. um me and you remember my buddy jesse right oh yeah okay so me and him were the only two christians uh and we hung out with a bunch of these other kids that we did music shit with uh all the metal guys that we felt like he was in a band with them i did that for a little bit but we just all stayed close and a lot of them smoked and i was like of course uh the gateway uh smoking, not hookah as we might have talked about previously, uh <laughs> yeah. before we hit record, but was um cloves, clove cigarettes. Uh, yeah, those things. This is a sidebar. I remember years. I remember cause I started doing that. It was like I tried one at like 17, 18, whatever. <laughs> and that then didn't. Um, but I remember years and years later trying to smoke one and it made me want to barf my fucking guts out. It was like <laughs> it hit me so different. But anyway, so I dabbled, uh, but never got like, never, it never became a habit. And I think that was Mm. out of fear because I I wasn't in an environment where I could. I couldn't go home. I couldn't smell like it when I got home. That would have been a weird conversation. So anyway, like a lot of that wasn't even like a big hang up for me. But I remember like people saying, like, you had mentioned, I'm trying, I'm recalling this on the fly, but I believe the story was like, you had said something to your parents about you, you came clean about smoking and um, there was confusion about whether it was like cigarettes or weed, but they were just like, Oh yeah, we didn't think you were dumb enough to smoke cigarettes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's That's actually kind of accurate. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) But, but I was like, I was also at the time I was smoking cigarettes. Um, Oh yeah. And I didn't, I didn't start smoking or drinking or doing anything until I came to Liberty. You know, it was just like any most normal kids, I feel like start dabbling with stuff like that probably earlier, you know, but not in a Christian school like mine. There wasn't really any room for that. And it was just like, you know, I was afraid I was going to get expelled because I was going to hardcore shows. (laughs) on weekends you know i was like afraid that they were gonna find and they did find rmi spaces at one point because like some kid narked on everybody and like one of the principals (laughs) from one christian school like called all the principals from every school and was like look at what our kids are doing you know and it's like you know my my main picture was probably like me stage diving or something and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna explain this you know like to to my principal when he's confronting me you know and it's just like I remember him telling me and like the thing that he found most disturbing about my profile was that I had put movies that had been recently released in theaters in my like favorite movie section. Cause we, we had a strict, like no movie theaters whatsoever rule in our school. That Uh was like an expellable offense, which I found out later is like a, a, like from a puritanical law from back in the day. When the Puritans came into power in England, um, they outlawed the theater because you could buy prostitutes at the theater. So they oh. like, theater, theater, bad. No, no theater. So like that just carried over into like movie theaters. If you stayed in that weird sect of Christianity that I grew up with. Did
2: you so. did you do that when you went and saw Vin Diesel movie? Do what? Send well, got a prostitute. <laughs> You mean Sin Diesel? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. No, of course. D- don't you? Doesn't everybody? I went like, to you Chronicles know,
2: you, you... of Riddick and I bought a handjob.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, you you walk into the theater. There's the there's the brothel section, and then there's the theater section, and you could go. You know, everybody knows that. And we um, know they don't check IDs. I mean, yeah. No. You know, I was like a little sixteen year old kid buying a prostitute at at the theater. Watching, you know, whatever the hell I was watching in 2004. Yeah.
1: But, uh,
3: <laughs> but so you you picked Liberty. You're pretty yeah. devout. You're taking this despite yeah. like the concerns that everyone's like, oh, like hardcore shows bad, movies bad. Well, like yes. Yeah, so I. I- Basically, I, I skated through high
0: school without getting kicked out, thankfully. Um, people really liked me and my family in the school, or I think it probably wouldn't have worked out. Like They probably would have found some way to kick us out, but that's that. Um, but so I, most of my friends and some of my family had gone to Bob Jones University, and that was where I was expected to go. And I was actually a big rebel in my class because I went to Liberty really so my my yeah dude my my youth pastor was like oh we call it liberality <laughs> no
3: way dude and yeah. then like oh my god
0: fast forward twice yes. and it's like like wow <laughs> like unreal. wowzers, dude they were i like,
3: remember responsible for like they were like one of the first universities to endorse trump and it's like <laughs> <laughs>
0: and dude, like, I remember, you know, um getting to Liberty and being on the dorm for the first time. You know, I got like my computer and I got, you know, all the music I had illegally downloaded off LimeWire. And oh, I was yeah. like playing some song or something. And I remember my RA walked in and I like quickly like turned, like put my laptop down so the music would stop. And he probably thought I was like, you know, Beaten off or something looking yeah at porn. but you know, it was just like he's like well, what were you just doing i was just like oh no, no 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 sorry man i was just like listening to some some music i didn't know if it was like he's like yeah like doesn't matter what you listen to you don't get like at least in trouble for listening to like secular music or something you know i'm sure they could have probably like kicked somebody out if they really looked into some lyrics or something but like nobody was doing that to my knowledge So I was just like, whoa, wow. I'm like in this space now where I can be like me, (laughs) I can be free. Finally, you know, (laughs) like Liberty. And then, you know, like fast forward, maybe two years later. And it's like, oh my God, like
3: this shit's insane. You know, dude, I think what's funny about moving off campus at that time was like, you really, you did have the vibe of like the guy who did his thing, who did what he wanted. And to like, To have this kind of a conversation, and this is kind of like, whatever, we're kids, we're not really having these kind of conversations often, but it's like, for all of us, like I'm looking at, oh wow, Dave, Dave does his thing, he's his own guy, like he doesn't give a shit about the rules, and I don't even know why I thought that, it was just like, you just had this like, independent personality type vibe, and it's like, and just to like talk about how. Worried you were about Someone hearing your music Cause it's like You were going I mean it's like You had this persona Of like the guy Who like Shrugged shit off But you were worried About the same fucking shit We all were <laughs> Oh yeah dude Totally
0: man And I appreciate that Um, But yeah No I was riddled with You know
2: like Like every, like,
0: Oh am I doing this right Am I like Am I okay in doing this You know like I want to do these things That I'm doing And I feel fine in doing them To this degree like while it's happening but you know when you let rest your head at night and you're like i betrayed the lord jesus christ you know like (laughs) you like, you like, you know i can't believe i smoked another cig you know and i'm like i'm bummed out that i smoke cigarettes for way different reasons now you know like i i'm not gonna lie you know like if i've had a couple beers at a bar or something i might bum something off of somebody but you know i'm not smoking packs or anything anymore um which i'm happy about you know but um you know, just, just feeling like the absolute worst human being alive, you know, being like, I can't believe I smoked a cigarette today. Or like, I can't believe, uh, you know, I drank beer again, you know, at the party at our, at Yardley and stuff. And, you know, and that might be a good transition to actually talk about Yardley, Um, Because, you know, I yeah. was like, I moved off campus. And like, oh, yeah, And to circle back on what I was saying about Kevin and Alex before, we kind of had this idea where we are like, we could pack an entire dorm hall, right? Right, like we could probably get everybody we know to to make us like request each other on the same dorm, and we could have a super dorm, you know. And we we're like, this will be so sick, like all of our friends together. And so, we're like, we're trying to orchestrate that, and obviously, it didn't work out. We couldn't figure out how to do that and stuff. And um, I remember it was like Toby and Lee and, uh, you know, me, Alex, and, you no know, kev Kevin at that point, he was done with Liberty and back uh, married <laughs> with children. Um, <laughs> but uh, so basically we're like, what if we just got a big house off campus, you know, and it would like save people money. We'd like not have to, mo- most of it was like, we don't have to dress and dress code. We can have longer hair, not be in hair code and not worry about it and all that. Cause like, and another funny thing that I'm going to circle back to is you asked about the lip rings. Yeah. Casey. So Kevin was the one that got his lip pierced and it wound up getting infected. So like, (laughs) (laughs) dude,
2: I haven't talked to that kid in, in, I don't, I mean, since like 2000, you know, seven or something, but I've told that story. I don't know how many times I've told that story to people. I'm like, it was huge and gross. <laughs> it
1: like, was so funny, dude. Because it was like
0: he had to walk around on on campus. So it was like, you know, he had, he would wear a scarf, you know. He would have like, you know, and he, he was like, you know, hot topic, emo, scene warrior style, you know. So it was just it kind of worked with whatever he was wearing and shit. But um, at night, I remember the RA would come in and like basically check to see if you're in the room and all that right before lockdown for the night and the RA was like Kevin can I see your 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 lip <laughs> and then I remember <laughs> him, like, pulling it down it was <laughs> just like just fat as fuck and he's got like the the <laughs> ring in it and it was I was like I don't know but I felt like if he kept that ring in he probably would have lost
3: his lip <laughs> like, yeah. he just went in there, like <laughs> his lip swells around the ring I mean he <laughs> yeah, it's just engulfed in there like.
2: <laughs> Just look like an old battle scarred crocodile. Just, straight, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. just see his gums at rest. <laughs> so we're all we're all like, dude, let's just let's get
0: off campus. You know, like, let's not worry about at least that. This is even before I was really partying or anything. So it's just like, you know, we we're meeting all these these cool people. And we're like, all right, let's like we find this house. And, um, you know, I forget. I think it was Mike Stasny, Um yeah. Live there with like some hockey players, and then so we're he That's was just right. like, dude, I know, all, I know dude, the, the lady. hockey players.
3: The rules didn't apply to the hockey players at all, any sports
0: people, which yeah. is just like typical, you know, because they're the jocks that could like you know ruin the image for the school if they get like caught doing something. So they're just like, yeah. I'll just let them do whatever and just hope it doesn't do too crazy. And it, well, it'll look better for us as a school if we have all these sports teams that can do because they they would get Canadians. It was like, they would just go up to Canada yes. and be like, let's get some hockey players. <laughs> like somehow that'll make us legit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, those, I remember those guys, I forget, like, you know, I didn't really hang out with them, but I remember they were, they were kind of like a rough and tumble type hockey players, you know? Um, definitely, you know, they had the mullets before it was coming back into style. Um, Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey too. yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, we got that house and we're like, all right, there's a ton of rooms in here and we got a bunch of friends, like, let's just pack in everybody, like whoever can come in, it'll be cheaper for everybody. And I was the only one in the house who had their own room, which was awesome, but it was still like, you know, it was the the, the bathroom was connected into my, the, on the first floor through my room. So people, people would just like bust through my door and like walk to the bathroom and stuff and be like bro what the fuck man like
3: (laughs) (laughs) dude because it was like it was like an old like i I forget the i i guess i would forget the right style of home it would be but yeah old house 1800s probably like you it's like you walk in and there's like the grand like hallway like that goes to this (laughs) giant ass staircase immediately to your right is like this big room immediately to your left is a big room. One would presumably be a dining room. One would presumably be a living room. And then the one on the left is what entered into your room. And you could also go down the hall and enter that memory. Yeah. From the left. And then if you kept going down the hall, it was like bathroom kitchen on the right. So it was like, yeah, there's three giant rooms on the first floor. And it was like, there, there was no common area. It was every room in that house was occupied by somebody so i know alex you walk in alex is on the right i think lee was on the left right for a minute no
0: it was uh zach man and
3: oh, um
0: zach and uh um uh i can't believe i'm blanking on his name um that's, that's john, what we... john Oh okay i, don't, I can't remember I his him.
3: you know john i not know Shannon. him well
0: they got married, oh yeah
3: sure. yeah 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 got yeah. plenty john. of kids and stuff John, I just remember
0: Schultz, John Schultz, yeah, of course. The
3: room on the left was where we played Super Smash Brothers all the time. It's oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. that was the Smash Zone. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Smash Zone, baby. <laughs> it was like, dude, in any other college house, that would have been a completely different connotation, yep. but not your <laughs> Because we had, like, and you, we were kind of alluding to this earlier. There was just like these weird. So, like, we're all coming, we're all from different backgrounds. We're all from pretty similar backgrounds so it's like we've all grown up with these puritanical rules uh we're expected to behave at all times you know like the slightest thing can send you straight into the lake of fire and so now we're all these no life experience boys like living in this gigantic house and we're all trying to make rules for each other so it was just kind of like well, and I remember I feel really bad about this, but it was, you know, it's funny to think about now. Um, but uh, uh, who was? Uh, ben Malk. Great dude. Oh, what love a legend. that guy. Fantastic what a
3: legend. musician. Still killing it. Yes.
0: Amazing musician. Um, I, I caught up with him like one time in Lynchburg a couple years ago after he had played some music and just still just the best dude. Just
3: nice dude. But anyway. His band plays, and, has done a lot of tours in like i think china even like he's oh really been like china and japan just about right it's colin Phills. colin Phills. colin phil's that's yeah, right they've done shit all around the world he he's a, an so incredible cool. musician yeah he
0: he really is just like brilliant brilliant uh him and him and toby were, were always like a good duo uh david bates love them both they're great and then i know he's been over uh david's been out and I don't know Japan or China or somewhere in Asia.
3: Yeah, I think silly. he's in the UK now. Actually. Somewhere on
0: the entire side of the, the planet, Dude. he's he's over there. Yeah,
3: um, but, but the rules uh, you made so
0: there was it was really sad, honestly. But it was like he was having a moment with a like the moment that you have with somebody that you just been crushing on and you've been sweet with. And you're finally – you're it's this nice summer night. You're on the roof together, dude. You're, like, looking at stars, and you know you're about to, like, kiss for the first time or something. And then you have us downstairs, like, looking up at them, being like, this isn't right. Like, we can't have girls here. Like, we're all going to get kicked out of Liberty. Like, they're going to wind up, like, getting knocked up. And, like, it's all going to be bad <laughs> on us. Like, like everybody's going to get kicked out of school because – these two are having like literally the sweetest moment, like on the roof of, of this house that are, is just yeah. like, it, it, it's like some pop punk song from like 2004, you know? So it was just sad. Cause it was just we like, none of us knew how to live with other people other than our parents who has like always just been like, you will abide by this rule, you know? So it was just, I feel like some of us were trying to fill that in some weird
3: way you know like we're we're trying to just be like well you know i feel like we all got those stats too like as we got older in high school we were all given the stats of like how many people don't stick with the faith and they go off to college and they just fuck off and i it was ingrained in all of us to the extent that we were like that's not going to be us we're not going to be those people so how do we do that the way anyone does things, a code of conduct, you set your own set of rules, you have your own moral code. You just like, you, here's what's okay. Here's what's not. And like, you kind of have to compromise on it when you're living with other people. And it's just like, I had that. It, even when it was me and Jesse and Joe uh from uh, comrades, where all we what? had the, that place together. And it was like me and Jesse shared a room. Joe had the room that we, went. <laughs> this was like, such a bad decision in hindsight, right? Like everyone wants to do music in their house, but you can't because you live in a neighborhood and there are people you have to respect. So you go, how can we get around this? They went to Liberty and they got like, they, one day they saw that all the old wrestling gym mats had been thrown out. So they loaded all of them into the back of a car, made multiple trips and we screwed all the wrestling mats into the walls of our second bedroom. And to soundproof it. And that's where everyone would play music. And that's where Joe slept. Just on a sleeping bag for an entire year <laughs> on the floor. And um, But it was like, I'm dating, who's who's now my wife. And it's like, I, she should just sleep over. I'm sharing a room with Jesse. And I have a queen-size mattress. And this is like no shade of Joe because we were all in this world. Um, and when, when, when the things that, when you're in that world, but it's no longer convenient for you, that's when you stop caring about the rules as much, right? You so
2: you're yeah, like, well, yeah. maybe we can yeah. be flexible you now. <laughs> you care about other ones, mostly yeah. aimed yeah. at other people. Yeah. Yes. Cause they're going to be right. the ones that fuck up, not you.
3: Yep. And I and that was this situation because I was like, yeah, like you could Jill, you could sleep over, and then we'll just so we we're gonna sleep in my bed with Jesse right there in the it's just not a big room, obviously nothing's gonna happen. Um, but then a threesome did. No, just kidding. Uh, so then like <laughs> and just that little, so, the, just more yeah. time though. <laughs> but I had to get we had to like get an air mattress and like blow it up so she could just like sleep. Now also here's why I'm shitty because I was like. Eight nineteen, and i'm like i should have slept on the air mattress but i made her sleep on the air mattress i guess like I oh <laughs> that's, how, that's how i remember
1: oh out. man bro
0: man,
3: actually i just clicked right now that that was a bad move
2: evangelical chivalry yeah <laughs> well i shared a room with tito when i was
3: not watch campus. To be fair, I didn't wash my sheets for an entire year, probably. So she was like, I'll take the air mattress. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: that's probably smart on her
1: part. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like sleeping in a gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> I shared a room with Tito when I moved off campus and he I was a terrible roommate to him because April's over all the time and he would like need to get into the room and we'd be in there like like <laughs> awkwardly like heavy petting each other under the sheets and then he'd come other. in and be like oh we're just taking a nap <laughs> <laughs> we're doing some devotions in here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just moderate petting actually yeah yeah <laughs> not entirely where's the line though casey where's the line that you draw well the, the line is line. flexible it has to be because no, yeah, every time exactly. i go further and every time i swear we're not going to go back to that point and every time you go further each time yeah, <laughs> yeah of
0: course
2: you just have to uh, have the like obligatory conversation afterwards where you're like we really yeah. gotta stop we gotta yeah, stop this is, we're playing with
0: fire yeah this is, <laughs> <laughs> this Hell is going to a
2: real bad
3: dis- yeah, we <laughs> playing with fire. We're gonna get burned, or we could become fire spinners.
2: That's the other option. Dude, one time, uh, we we went to I think we were recording uh, one of the one of our albums, and we stayed at Wes Tate's parents' house. Oh, Wes, and yeah. I was in Wes's old room, and he had an enormous pile of teddy bears and. We, like, made out <laughs> on top of his teddy bears. <laughs> that's and then afterwards, like, sat in a pile of smush teddy bears and were like, we really got to set some boundaries. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. It's, yeah. like, the dumbest story. Oh that's oh, so yeah. funny. Wait, wait when did you, you start dating? Or Me? have
0: you? Oh, bro, dude, I was terrified of women for years, man, because I was just like, oh, I can't go to hell, man. Like, I, I don't trust myself. Like, you know, so and then on top of that, you know, like it was so it was it's such a weird thing growing up in the church when you're like, OK, I'm not supposed to touch these these girls, but I'm also supposed to find one to like marry immediately, like I, as soon as possible and just start cranking out <laughs> Christian soldiers. Like, <laughs> so I was just, it's just this weird conflict of like, all right, well now I have to do like, like secret missions to talk to girls behind my parents back. Even though it's like, don't you want a bunch of like, uh, grandchildren that just un like undyingly love Jesus. Like, isn't that your goal
2: here? We like to fill the barracks.
0: Yeah. So, like, I just had, um, you know, and just growing up in the church is weird, man. And, you know, you, there's a lot of pressure and stuff. So, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself of uh, in the way of, like, this girl that I have a crush on, like, she could be the one. Like, she could be the absolute one. And I should be concerned about this. I'm 13. And so, <laughs> it's, it was just like, I would, I would just be in my head about this all the time. And then, you know, I... I was the guy that would be like, I'm super into this girl, but I can't tell her, you know, like, because I'm not sure if it's right. You know, God's not (laughs) like moving me in this way. And in reality, I'm just like too afraid to tell her. Um, You know, so there was like a lot of that growing up. And then like uh, going into college uh, was weird because, you know, like you go to a, a, a high school and, you know, I graduated with 12 kids in my school. I think uh, in my, my class class.
1: Yeah, similar. yeah.
0: So in the the class before me was like four kids. So it was just, you know, you didn't really have a lot of options. And these were honestly people, you just know too much to want to like date or think about having children with when you're 15, <laughs>
1: you
0: know, um, you know, not exactly then, but you know, eventually it was just like, that should just always kind of freaked me out. Like I would get like scared almost like if, if a girl was like, Oh, I, like I'm into you or something. I would be like, Oh no, she wants to like, like get married or something. It would just like freak me out. But, uh, yeah, but there was also something I feel like I I kind of dodged a bullet in a way, um, at college, because I was like, well, you know, I'm in college, you know, this is the, the goal even more so than a degree was like, I need to find a Christian woman to like, you know, settle down with and do the Christian thing with. And that just never really happened. And like, I saw that happen for a lot of people. And then, you know, they kind of like grow up a little bit. And then they're like, Oh, I'm not actually really into this. And then, you know, the yeah. kids and like, uh, and all that stuff. So it's a little That's bit more complicated. One. But yeah, I was, I was a pretty like undateable, uh, scaredy cat in, in in all up into college for sure. Um, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not dating anybody now. I'm, you know, I'm not against it either. It's just, it is a little bit hard when you're, you're traveling as much as I do to, to have a a steady relationship with somebody. But, um, yeah,
3: yeah. when did, when you feel like you started having like a, like a big, like any like real faith shifts where you like really started questioning some of the shit you came up on and kind of forging a new path. That's
0: a, that's a hard question. Cause like, I mean, I, you know, throughout the years, I, I felt like, you know, there's always like a little bit of doubt in the back of the mind that you kind of suppress and you push down and you get better at suppressing it throughout the years. Um And so like, I think it was in the back of my mind for way longer than I would probably like to admit, like, um, and like staying in the faith, just kind of like, perf- I don't even want to say like performatively, because um, I did take my faith very seriously. Like, and, and to that point, like, you know, I, I remember, you know, and, and I've listened to some episodes where you start talking about shofar in the watch.
3: Yeah, um, that's early, on, <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah,
2: you you went way back. I got back. involved in that as well. Yeah. Um. So that this was like charismatic you know, group that you were in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like when I first started, it was called Shofar, and then they changed it to the Watch. You know, and I'm sure there was like somebody had a vision or something, and and it's something you said that I'll uh, reiterate. Sam on one of your other episodes is like, and I'm talking about these people. Like, I think all those people were wonderful, wonderful people. Absolutely. I'm sure they are still t- today. I'm, I'm not really in contact with any of them, but like I had a lot of really good friendships with these people. They're all very well intentioned and did very good things, you know? Um, but they also just believed in something very strongly um, that I don't <laughs> particularly believe in anymore. But, you know, I went from, you know, the original, f- uh, fundamental, independent, like Baptist church faith kind of, uh, thing down to Southern Baptist down at Liberty, down over to the Shofar, watch kind of crowd, and then I even dude I was I was dabbling in like <laughs> Infowars type, uh, Seventh Day Adventist kind of shit. Uh, by the time I finally like just was like it's this is just insane. Like <laughs> I'm I'm literally trying to make sense of this by like putting together conspiracy theories
3: is
2: essentially we, what I was doing. We have doing. so many common like, threads you and I. <laughs> yeah. Casey, Casey
3: <laughs> did you didn't do the charismatic shit, but definitely InfoWars. Dude
2: that's, charismatic um, about that.
3: Um Casey, you and I had like a brief
0: moment where we reconnected in the last like decade, but like just just like on uh like messenger or something but there there was a time when you accidentally called me which was hilarious that's right
2: um, I <laughs> that. <laughs> and you answered because you're you're yeah. a great dude you're
0: like well in case i was just like <laughs> <Casey>? <laughs> i haven't talked to this guy in a long time and i don't know how long it had been you know at least a couple years and all of a sudden it's like casey called me i think i was like casey what's up and he's just he just power like you you played it off dude i had no idea you accidentally called me because he was just like oh yeah i saw man i was just thinking about you or whatever i forget what you actually said what a salesman you were born to be a salesman
3: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ
0: (laughs) and then and then, like years later, like a couple years after that, like we were talking on Messenger or something about just kind of like stuff we're talking about tonight. Um, and you were, you said like, "Oh, I accidentally called you." And it was another David Smith, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, common name. Like, I get it." And it was, it was just like, "Wow, you just like accidentally called me, but still played it off that you intentionally called me. Like, that was that was cool. Good for you.
1: Let's go I was higher. gonna try to
0: find that. David Smith and get him to show up for this interview uh, <laughs>
3: call him right now
2: uh, it's like one of the like things that I kind of hate about myself but I have a hard time changing is that like you think of people all the time that you're like man I wonder what they're up to I should just give them a call or I should send them a message or something and just don't do it you know it's so easy to just like be detached out in the ether and not really like stay in touch with people you know as the years go by i I refuse to talk to sam until he cut his dreads (laughs) i didn't like what they stood for
3: (laughs) hell yeah
0: no it is yeah i bet it was man you, still, you, you seem
3: like you're a little lighter though, dude. I mean, you should have seen the inside of those bitches when I cut them off. Though it was oh, no,
2: no, really. That's why I ended up cutting my hair. It was like so I took. You ever, care, I, you ever seen a cattail full of worms? <laughs> oh
3: god. <laughs> no, I I took great care of them for years, um, and then I just started getting real lazy with them, and I I just got fucking tired of because there's a people think that like, if you have dreads that you just like, if you're a white person with dreads that you just like, don't give a shit and you got dirty ass hair and you don't take care of them. But it's just not, I mean, some people do that and you can, you see those people with like bugs in their hair and shit and they're like neglect (laughs) dreads and you go, Oh, that's fucked up. But like, if you're a white person and you have straight hair and you have dreads, you're like, you do have to really take care of them. Um, and, I just got lazy with them and I could just, I just knew they were gross. They started getting, that's when they start getting real frizzy and shit up top. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm tired of this. I don't want to fucking deal. It's like, it was so much work that I just, yeah, and it was after. So my, after my second kid, I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to fucking cut these off. Like I can, I was also looking for jobs at the time. And that was, um, it's uh, not actually easy to look for jobs. Uh, with those uh, when you have dreads like halfway down your waist you're like it's like they go why are you talking to me right now like i <laughs> if you had a profile picture on linkedin we wouldn't be having this conversation
2: <laughs> but dude how far down you- the uh info Wars rabbit hole did you tumble
0: Okay, that's you know, I I dabbled for a couple of years and it was mostly cuz you know, I I actually I got into conspiracy originally like freshman year at Liberty. Uh, I saw the um the 9/11 loose, video, change. loose change. I'm sure the same person introduced us to that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and that that kind of like sparked it for me. And that was also just like You know, since a little kid, just, like, not into authority and stuff. Um, So, it was just kind of, like, fell into my, like, already... My disposition of, like, not trusting authority. So, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, it just makes sense that everything's orchestrated perfectly. Even though, like, humanity as a whole can't agree on anything or work together in any capacity. But, like, yeah, all these different governments can come together and just like fool us into thinking that the world's round or like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I, I never was a flat earther. I was never a flat earther. Uh, I I think I, I got out of it before that kind of became more of like a popular thing, but I definitely, I, for me, it was more like, uh, like the whole book of, uh, Enoch, like yeah. the whole like fallen angels and like making like lizard people and you know, like Planet X like that kind of stuff. That was... No, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, um, that's the one. You pig! Um... <laughs> Um, so that was, that was pretty fun. Like, you know, and, and at the time I was on, tu- I was like following Tumblr accounts for like the seventh day Adventist guy. And I was just like, get, like, oh, I did order a Bible that had, um, because you know, part of that was like, oh yeah, you're being deceived into thinking that like you're, you're worshiping the true God. But what happened was, um, bail, God is a term for Baal, you know? And then, so all the Bibles that we read is like, oh, we love you, God, blah, blah, blah. But you're talking about a different name for God. The real name for God is what? Uh, Yehoya or Yeshua. Yahweh. Or is like the, the the real like word for God or Jesus, you know? So it was like they had taken all the word God and like replaced it with Yehoya and <laughs> and Yeshua. Oh, yeah. You know, basically yeah. it was, Yeshua it, basically it was like
3: Yeshua would be Jesus. Yahweh would be like the Hebrew for God or whatever. And like, just, lit- literally like the fact that you're just like praying to
0: somebody named God instead of that, like that deceived everybody into going to hell. So I was just like, oh my God, plan. like, you know, literally everybody's doomed to hell. Even the people that think they're not, you know, and it was, I was, I feel like I was going crazy at this time. You know, I was just yeah, like, you must fuck with your head. Was, we, we had a, uh, and I was living at home at the time and this was like right about 2011, Going into 2012, so there was that whole 2012 shit too. So, you know, I, I didn't really believe in that too much, but it definitely played into the times. You know, like everybody just kind of had doomsday on their mind, and has got, ever since.
2: But um, this is on my uh, my little bookshelf back oh, here. Oh yes, nice. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest secret. secret by David Icke. I love just like my... turning, like doing the uh, the old like bible study like spirit led bible study thing where you just like open to a page and read it yes. like as the spirit wills. You guys want to try? Are you going to give us a let's, passage? Yeah, let's do it right now. Dude, okay. I could try use not some, to I could use
0: some it. uh
2: <laughs> I see Rothschilds, I see Marx. Yes. Uh is it like Rothschild Karl Company? Marx or? Yeah, it's talking about the Russian Revolution and the Cold War. Some pictures of lizards. Wow! <laughs> How many see. pages are in that book, dude? It's huge. This that's book is huge. It looks boy. thick, like two C thick. Thick, boy. Yeah. Okay. If you go past the glossary, it's <laughs> oh, it's, it's well over five hundred pages. Yikes! I wonder if they do. You think they have that on Audible? <laughs> I, I I guarantee you they do, and it's got to be <laughs> David Ike that's reading it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just stuttering so through insane whole book.
1: It wasn't Dad, like an I,
3: actual audible production. It was just like him in his basement with a lapel mic. <laughs> yeah. I, have
0: a, so I have a friend I have a friend that actually got to meet David ike Um and he's in this is a little uh, a little plug, and I haven't talked to him in a long time, but his name is Austin. He was in he's in a band called M- Embryonic devourment. Embryonic <laughs> all right, they they like think about Mike stem cell research. Notes. Is that when one? Yeah, you know it's the other in the womb. You know it's it's the was like the adrenochrome chrome uh, or whatever it was basically elites eating fetuses. And there we go. <laughs> embryonic devourment. So those like they're they're kind of like a concept like technical death metal band um and their their lyrics are like way off the wall and awesome and they're really like, they're really fucking sick actually you should all check them out um but yeah it's it's really funny and especially if you're one of these church kids that are really into blasphemy and 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 stuff now
3: <laughs> uh, i think you'll dig it <laughs> Dude, blasphemy hits hard it hits in a different way when you like move pat like the way yes. you find yourself enjoying it like comedically uh like yes. I, I think we even that was something that had come up when we first started this was just like occasionally you'd say something really fucked up it almost feel bad about it but it felt good about it at the same time you're like yeah it's like it's a dialectical way to process your ex- experiences you just like just go hard on the opposite and just accept it for what it is and let it wash over you hey. It's the,
0: um, I use the term like the pendulum, uh, shift a lot. Like when, you know, you see it a lot and, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in Utah now. And so I, I've, I've gotten the chance to meet a lot of ex-Mormon, um, people and man, we thought we had it bad, dude. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> some ex emotions, It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'd love to see a growing up Mormon, like, uh, podcast in in addition to y'all's like in the, <laughs>
3: in, we've in had the a few exmo's on and their stories are it's like yeah it's different it's different yeah
0: it is yeah it's just like yeah i, I think I, I saw a meme recently where it's like yeah mormonism is just like christianity with like the new dlc package <laughs> for like north america
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah,
0: like accurate yep but um um shit i kind of forgot where where my point was going with this uh just, oh, just uh
2: blasphemy and having yeah a-
0: blasphemy yes yeah absolutely um and that this being like a uh a coping mechanism almost and yes like i because I, there was a number of years even after i was like yeah i don't believe in this like you know maybe i'm agnostic or anything like i wouldn't even say atheist and you know I don't even really know what I am now. I don't think it really fucking matters. Um right. I you know it's just like I'm willing to be surprised and and hopefully it doesn't really actually matter. I just don't think it does. Like I don't think we should just be like these monkeys that are just like dropped on a rock and it's like okay, if you don't figure it out, like you'll burn alive forever. It's <laughs> just kind of
1: unfair.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. And that's why we have to cut our way into the New Guinea jungle. <laughs> yeah, deliver those exactly. people some yeah, from some their good, wicked uh, ways. Yeah. Give them uh, shirts from the Super Bowl team that didn't actually win. <laughs> yes, God, dude, that's totally... You cover yeah. your nipples.
0: You're going to go to
2: hell. <laughs> dude, that, the amount that time... is an
0: actual thing too. Like the the sending the 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 non-winning Super Bowl things that I worked at a. Um, Bob, you know, Bob's Clothing, I know Sam will know. That was my first job. And, like, like when the Boston and Yankees played off, it was when I was working there. And they had to run both things because the next day people want to buy the championship shirt. So, I was like, I saw both championship shirts at the store. And then they had to, like, send that shit off to yeah whatever... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever nation we were just talking about where the missionary like just Sudanese must go militia and and save them. Yes.
3: <laughs> Dude, the amount of I I don't even I would be uncomfortable tallying up the hours of conversations I had about how Paul says that, you know, no one is without excuse and everyone should know or could know if they open their hearts and their minds and. Then you think about how and then you start saying weird shit like, well, you know, a Bible, maybe uh, a, a boat full of Bibles shipwrecked and uh, and they just washed upon the shore. Yes, and they, they magically knew the right length. They, maybe they could read English for some fucking reason and uh, oh because God, a miracle dude. happened. So it was they could read it in their own language because we know that miracles can happen. And you're like, you just go in circles about how like you can't be wrong like your your entire worldview is built upon how you explain why you can't be wrong and it's like instead of just having a reason for why it's true it's just like jesus christ (laughs) i think that was like one of my biggest hang-ups about the whole
0: thing especially on the other side of christianity was like dude we were raised to just be like no matter what like even if this person is like 50 years older than you you know you know the truth and like they don't so you need to now have like whatever scenario you might be in whatever question they might have you have to have like the answer ready to go and like and like how taxing that is like, and, and like how defensive I would get like right off the bat when somebody would challenge my belief system, I'd just be like, well, it's this and it's that. And it's like, no, no, no. Like we're just trying to have a conversation. But for me, it was like, you're trying to ruin my worldview, you know? Like, Yeah. And I'm
3: right. So defensive. Don't,
2: don't you take this from me?
3: Yeah. Cause if you do, I have no choice, but to kill myself. Uh, it's like, you just, it's like so much hinges on it. it- yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's
0: just like, you're, you're, you're supposed to just be like, so, so dialed, you know, it's, it's, it's
2: insane. Yeah. And on top of all of that, all of that is the fact that it's such an ineffective method of like changing people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Having all these answers, like at arm's length so that you can just rattle off a scripture. Like you can cite. a a reference to a book that they don't believe in as proof that what you're saying, (laughs) like the canned answer that you're telling them that you're spouting off with no feeling or emotion attached to it because you really haven't examined it. You're just, you it's like, it's like 14 year old me, like repeating talking points about why we need to do a Vade Iraq. Yeah. Like, because I, that's what Sean Sean Hannity said like it's the same level of like like lack of understanding and and lack of evaluation just like here's the words that you're supposed to say when somebody asks you this question because you want to get saved now (laughs) approved workmen are not ashamed
1: (laughs) oh well
3: wasn't that what gned was for yeah dude what a joke what a goofy Uh, ass class that was so goofy I uh,
0: that's a, so I was actually thinking about this today because, you know, as I was driving around uh listening to y'all's podcast, kind of getting in the, the mode for, for a conversation, um I was just kind of like, you know, kicking stuff around in the mind I haven't thought about in a while. And just like I remembered um I had honeycut for my G N E D professor, the guy who looked just like Henry Rollins. Yeah. Which like for me, and I mean like, yeah, I'm wearing like a, a black flag like knockoff shirt. Um, I was just like, Oh dude, I'm going to get the guy who looks like Henry Rollins as my professor. And he was just like, not Henry Rollins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Even but he, he did. He was like, all right. So uh Richard Dawkins is going to speak at Randolph Macon when it was still a women's college. Um, He's going to come and talk about the God delusion, which I think had just dropped Uh, the book that he wrote, I think. Right. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that it was him. Right. Yeah. yeah um, the God delusion. So he was he was speaking. So I was just like, OK, I'm going to get extra points for going to this thing for my class. And honestly, I was just kind of like interested in the whole thing. And I went and I just remember being like mad, like because he was making too much sense, like and just being like upset that like this dude had answers to stuff that i also had answers to but my answers were like more like like you were saying like parroted hannity uh talking points you know like so that was kind of like one of the first times where i i kind of like challenged myself of like why am i angry like why am i pissed like i remember being like why does god even allow this guy to live you know he's like blaspheming this dude from, from the microphone, you know, like this is insane, you know, like um, and just kind of like not liking that reaction I had even like being upset with somebody that's like not agreeing with me, but making too much sense, you know? Yeah. And I remember dude, there was, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not dreaming this, but I'm pretty sure this moment is actually online. You can go look it up on YouTube um a liberty kid went up on the mic and they were like it was like question and answer like Dawkins just gave a whole presentation of like his belief and and stuff like that and then you could tell this this liberty kid didn't listen to a single thing and just had this question in their (laughs) mind the whole time and was just like i can't wait to wreck him i can't wait to destroy him with this question they get up on the mic and they're like dawkins what if you're wrong And it was just like, oh my it was just God. like went silent for a second. And he's like, what if you're wrong? Like it literally, it just like the whole place just started laughing. And it was just like, wow, dude, like I feel like a clown, like me and my crew that I came with, I feel like a clown. And just like my initial reaction at that point was anger. Just cause like, I think at the back of my mind, I was like, I think he's right. You know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was, it was kind of more of like a tribalism thing where it's just like these are my people that, you know, we all believe the same thing. And, um, you know, community means a lot to me even to this day. So it was like that, that was a big thing when, when I lost Christianity, I lost community too. So that was like, uh, I think a thing that played into that like feeling as well.
3: Yeah. When you, when you finally felt like you could shed the label and not have to like use it, but with all the caveats, right. Yeah. Well, I, I am, but in this way and not like what you think. Right. And well, what do you mean by that? And like, when you felt like you didn't have to circle the wagon like that anymore, you could just be like, I'm obviously, I'm just not. Do you, you yeah. felt like you, you lost the ability to, to have community with a lot of people? I do. I did or still do.
0: Um Probably more so did like, I'm not opposed to um like reconnecting with people from my past, but I'm also not like actively trying to um you know especially with my high school crew and and like liberty it's like hit or miss you know um and i genuinely like any any person that we talked about tonight like genuinely like love dearly you know like nothing ever changed with that you know i i don't feel ill about anybody for the most part like i don't think there's anybody that I can really think about that i'm like you know fuck that person in particular you know um (laughs) But, um, i I definitely found it hard to have just like a regular conversation with somebody about religion and like beliefs, um, pretty immediately after, because mm-hmm. it was just kind of triggering. It was just like, you know, people would be like, well, what do you, you know, and honestly, this, the question doesn't really come up that often. I don't think, you know, just naturally like. You know, I remember growing up and like feeling forced to witness to somebody and just being like, you know, the the meme that's like nobody colon and it's like me and it's like, did you ever believe in Jesus Christ or like, you know, yeah. you ever think about yeah. God, you know, Out- like outside
3: and- of that context, <laughs> those conversations aren't regularly happening. I've gone a lot no. of my adult life without people being curious as to what I believe is really going on here. They're just yeah, like, Who am I? It, it was like a trope we that have they bills invented to pay to think
0: pocket. like, oh, that that's that's what adults talk about is like <laughs> uh God and war and all these. And it's like, no, you when you wake, you grow up and you realize, oh, those are the conversations people actually avoid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> like I spent all this time as a fucking baby child trying to talk to adults about like why they're wrong about whatever particular belief they had, you know, like no, no concept of like, Oh, these are people that like actually thought about and like, you know, I I remember my first job interview ever. I didn't get the job, but I remember it was very close to the Christian school I went to. And the guy was like, Oh shit. I went there as a kid for church, you know? And it was like long ago enough to where like, he didn't know anybody that I knew and vice versa. Um, And I just remember him kind of grilling me and I'm sure like this interview would have been like highly illegal for him to do, to be honest, (laughs) but like he, he kind of grilled me on my beliefs and stuff. And I remember like leaving that interview thinking like maybe he's going to change or like, I, I like planted a seed in his heart or something like that. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. He was trying to set me correct, honestly. Like, um, and you just, you can't see that when you're a kid. I don't think, you know, especially when you're raised in that context, is like you just you walk around this planet like you've got this magical answer to everything it's kind of awesome like i wish i still had that kind of weird confidence yeah dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, just are... a, like belief that anyone who disagrees with you like that guy he's never even really thought about it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's never granted like a moment's thought to where he thinks he's gonna go when he dies you know and like you're about to blow (laughs) his mind with all your your talking points
3: yeah
2: like wow like i've been told that like yeah this is
0: the message that gets people to just like break down in tears like there there's just gonna be this crazy reaction and like none of that ever happened it was just like a really awkward like okay man well you know have a good night i'll see you later you know like you know and it it was i even remember just like dreading bringing it up because i i there was there was a couple friends especially growing up um going to shows and stuff i i would you know there'd be somebody that you need a ride home that lived close to where i was and i was like oh this will be a great opportunity to like bring up the gospel you know um and then I'd just be like, immediately, like my real brain's just like, no dog, don't do that. That's just like, it's <laughs> going to be so awkward and out of context and out of place. Like nobody's talking about this, but you're like, you know, they're like, we're probably having a real conversation and really in my mind, what's going on is like, how do I segue into like telling them how they're wrong about everything? Or like, you know, maybe you should come visit me or, or join me at church sometime or like, you know, um, when in reality they just want to ride home like they were like alright cool we saw
3: you know a couple bands like nobody can even really hear right now Yeah, dude. I remember having so many of the same feelings of like how do you just it's an intrusive thought of heck. Like, how do you always get people to like get sucked into that conversation and it's <laughs> yeah it's just not cool it's not cool and you're like a
2: conversational terrorist at that point you know yeah The the craziest thing is like, I, I didn't actually like ever really do much witnessing for the most part because everybody I hung out with was a Christian school kid that was entrenched in it, you know, but I remember like one of the few times that I actually like did witness to someone was my first year of college. When I went to Hillsdale, there was a guy that was across the hall that we hung out with. And, um, I remember my roommate and I like spending time talking to him on a couple of occasions about Jesus and this and that and the other and like you know we kind of went through the whole thing with him and stuff and he took it pretty seriously and uh, like this same guy like I was I I did George Azar's podcast recently from uh, my J Church days and I kind of talked about this but like I was. So just like, I just had like this really ugly like, um, like anti-gay homophobic worldview that I kind of just inherited and then cultivated and almost was proud of in a way, you know, like that sort of like puff out your chest and like, ew, gross. And right uh, on several occasions, like I made a spectacle out of like you know sneering at you know a couple obviously gay dudes or something like that like there was one instance on a trip that was really just like shameful i didn't directly confront anybody or make that you know make them aware of it but i was like showboating my like homophobia for my friends in this group and this guy that we witnessed to like years later after i graduated from college at liberty and stuff like that like I somehow came across his Facebook profile and he's gay. Oh, and wow. Just like, it's so shameful. Like, it's just so gross and shameful yeah. to think like, yeah. I'm like just hammering this guy about his beliefs. And meanwhile, like, I I, I don't know. You just saw me be like so awful at yeah. the same time. It's just embarrassing to think back on, you know?
0: Totally. Yeah. Yep. I, I have a lot of moments like that. I feel like too, um, man, this podcast is really <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, there was definitely, so I, I, um, had the privilege of working at the gayest McDonald's in Connecticut when I was a kid. Um, and I mean that like, I, if I, it definitely helped me as a young man to kind of like, accept gay people to be honest you know it was to you know like you said as like i inherited a very anti um homosexual uh worldview where it was just like uh adam and eve not adam and steve Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. You, you all know um you Crowd know and kill. the god-awful shit you know that people would say about them and stuff and it was just like you know, in my mind before I actually met a gay person or at least like somebody that I knew was actually gay and open about it. Um, you know, my idea was like, they're an absolute crazy sex fiend pervert, you know, it's just like, there's no other,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they're deviant. Oh my God. Um, so I remember I, this is funny. I, I, there's a guy, I'm not going to say names, but there was a guy, my older sister's age. So like five years older than me, we all went to the same Christian school. I was young enough to where I was just like in the car as a kid, just driving back and forth because I was, had to be around my mom, you know, as a kid. Um, so Brian, oh, sorry. Well, yeah, Brian, yeah, I want to <laughs> say his last name, but um, he was kind of like an older brother figure for me for like a couple years growing up, you know, we would, watch, I remember we would like watch, salute your shorts and like other nickelodeon stuff and like he was like really into wrestling and stuff so it was just kind of like oh cool you know i didn't grow up with a brother so it was like kind of cool to have that for a little bit and then um you know he stopped like my they would carpool My, my mom would pick him up and like bring him to the christian school that my sister went to as well that i eventually went to as well so you know he stopped going and him and my sister were like friends for years and years. So we were kind of in contact and then it was just kind of like, Oh no, he's gay. Like, it was just like, oh, oh no. Like, you know, maybe he'll change his ways. You know, maybe he's just like backsliding, you know, you just like, you think that this is just something you flippantly choose, you know, at the way that they tell you it is when you're a child growing up in the church, you're just like, Oh, it's a choice. You choose to want yeah. to lie with a man (laughs) you know like it's just like anyway so i applied to like 50 different jobs this summer i was like 16 and you know i'm putting down on my resume that i have This is not even a resume it's an application zero job like one job experience that i basically got i had like force quit kind of situation because like i just didn't i couldn't work ever because i was like 15 16 um so I'm sure they probably saw like, oh, this is a kid going to Christian school and, you know, he kind of got like forced to, to quit this job. Nobody's hitting me back up. So it was just like my sister was like, go talk to Brian. He can get you a job at McDonald's. Um, he was a manager at this McDonald's. So I went got my second job at McDonald's and it was the gayest McDonald's in the world. It was, it was literally, I want to say, 80% of the people that worked there were not straight and so like I you know going into it I was just like I'm going into a spiritual battlefield you know like
2: yeah. this is gonna be a challenge for me you know through like, <laughs> the vipers and
0: then, and then I go in there and I'm just like oh damn I love working with like Chet or uh I'm trying to remember some other names this is literally just 20 <laughs> years ago you know, yeah, like, so dude. long ago Um, but yeah, it was like you know I I enjoy working with them and like we have fun, we joke around. They're not harassing me. It's it's not like anything that they I was taught growing up. I was just like, oh, they're gonna like get their hooks in me and like make me think about (laughs) lying with a man, you know, like stuff like that. And it was yeah, it's just like none none of that happened. Everything was great. Everything was fine. And it, it was just like everybody would work together and then we'd clock off of work and go home it was just like we're all the same people almost crazy right like what a wonderful or what what a scary thought that we would all be so what like close and similar but in reality it was just like I honestly helped me going into the real world like all right like even though i had very problematic views of that like I got a very positive life experience there that definitely changed my mind about it. So it was just like, even though I was very conservative and very like anti everything, I was very like, check the boxes of Christianity, conservative person that you're raised to be. I was still like, I don't think gay people are bad. (laughs) Like that was, I think one of my first things yeah it it really like it unfortunately it is but yeah it was it was just kind of like you know but at the same time i still had problematic views on it because you know i definitely and i'm sure you guys heard the the saying like you gotta hate the the sin love the sinner you know yeah Um, well maybe
3: it's not a choice but like you know you just can't act on it you need that vow of celibacy right you you go down everyone goes down the same fucking road like, dude, it's like, yeah,
0: if you turned it around on, like, a straight Christian, you're like, okay, so if it was all of a sudden, like, God
3: was like, you can't touch a vagina, like... Which is kind of what Paul says, let's stop. be real, that's what's, I, that's what's super, that's what's crazy, is, like, Paul was very, like, don't get married, oh, I guess you can if you're, like, a total loser who can't just, like, beat the heat, like... Yeah. It was like, Jesus is coming you back tomorrow. Me. <laughs> jesus is coming back tomorrow don't get married but if you're not as strong as i am who's a very strong man yeah then just i guess go for it uh yeah. just so you don't burn with passion and be a total degenerate like his view on marriage was crazy low and was like you shouldn't do it at all uh but i guess you can if you if you have to if you have to fuck like to prevent you from well, like, probably just, easy
1: you
3: go you're good no, I was just I was going to say it was probably easy for him to say
0: because he probably had like a whole harem of dudes like those are, aren't those the people that are like the project the most or are the people that like like your principal who who had to check all the the prom dresses or the, the banquet dresses, which honestly, I think is something that my school did as well that that kind of jarred that memory. But it's like, yeah, it's it's always projection with these people like I, and I'm sure, you know, you guys have seen that as well. But it, it's like the people who are like so against something to the point where they're like so dogmatic about it are going to be the people you're going to find out. were like blowing dude prostitutes, like in doing heroin, you know, yeah. like, you know, this is like, and they're the ones being like, you can't, you know, like the Jerry Falwell situation where it's like, you know, like they're, they're telling us all these years that you can't have sex outside of marriage and all this other stuff. And it's like, Oh, you had a pool boy situation?
1: Yeah.
2: Like, like, really? I actually, you know, getting into some of that, like, you know, uh, off the beaten path, you know, Bible study stuff. I heard my my theory of what I've been taught, what I've been teaching other people is that when Christ appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus, he shot the ultimate rope. And thenceforth like so just nothing else was of interest like <laughs> Dude, yeah yeah like you know one of those videos where it's like uh i put a, a six pack of soda in this forty pound industrial <laughs> press it's like that with a pallet of mayonnaise that's the rope that he shot oh <laughs> It, and he just didn't have any interest anymore. That's why he was so strong because, like, his balls probably he, they turned inside out and entered the urethra <laughs> from the backside because he shot so <laughs> hard. It's the
3: busting equivalent of a potato cannon.
2: <laughs> Dude, he just blew wow. a hole in the front of his in front of his blouse.
3: He's <laughs> like the Falcon Punch
2: of orgasm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: hell yeah who's the spirit bomb for sure (laughs) yeah dude oh man
3: dave i'm gonna do a quick a little bit of a shift because uh i'm gonna say out of everyone i've ever known i will tell people you're the most interesting person i've ever met uh oh wow because you've just have kind of done I'll never forget a conversation between you and uh an old buddy of ours Chad who yeah uh Chad and you couldn't be more opposite and he was very like I'm in college to get a degree to do a thing and make good money and do that for the rest of my life until I'm dead and you were just like yeah I'm trying to figure out what I want to do but I don't give a shit about money and that's like for some people there's like a Like that's what people say because they're afraid they'll never make it. And it's a lie that they tell themselves to just like not blow their brains out. But I think like it was always like very authentic, like for you. And it was virtuous. And I was like listening to you guys argue about it back and forth. Like, yeah, but also like you could also not want that. And that's okay. And it's like, well, what about retirement? And it's like this back and forth. I don't remember a lot of details, but it stuck with me uh, because you're the only, I think you're the only person I know who just actually went on to do whatever you thought was interesting and do it for a period of time and then go I don't know, and move on to something else. Like, I think you're the only person I've known that's successfully foraged for mushrooms
2: and not died. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> just I like, like your uh, mushroom categorizing. I enjoy yeah. that.
3: I don't know. Man. Oh, like, guys, I appreciate that. I really want to know, like, it. I I know we've already been doing this for a while. This one's going to be a bit long because this is a lot of fun. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm having a blast. So yeah. curious, man, as to like where the fuck life took you, because you've just like you said, you spent a lot of time out in Ohio. But I, you've just gone fucking everywhere, man. You've Didn't done
2: you have a hot dog cart for a while. <laughs>
0: oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's I bought like, hot dogs from you when I worked at Liberty, dude. Yes, yeah, dude. That we we <laughs> briefly. So like that's why I remembered you worked at that like off-campus building was because you came to that hot dog cart that I was working on that dude that was a flash in a pan for me that was like a couple months like I was (laughs) so you all remember Smiley and the drowsy poet and and stuff I uh that was through Smiley he had bought a a a hot dog cart for me to use because he just like couldn't afford to pay me and shit it was it was a shit show for sure but you know it was it was just kind of like you know I'm gonna try it you know um, but that was honestly the segue into me moving home for the first time. Um, <laughs> the hot dog um, market dried up in 2008. It it did. You know, you know what the worst <laughs> thing as a hot dog cart operator was? The fucking wind was the worst. I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm sure, like, there's going to be all sorts of things that are going to be wrong with it. Or, like, you know, whatever. It, it's going to be rain. It's going to be seagulls attacking me or something (laughs) nope the wind was the worst part of being because you gotta like you make sure everything's anchored napkins your dog trays your buns like you know all that but yeah that was a long time ago that that's funny i I call it hot dog island and like (laughs) what's the original thing we're we're gonna serve jerk chicken and 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 stuff out of it but um they're like oh yeah you can't do that in a, a hot dog cart you have to sell like actual hot dogs or, or pre-packaged barbecue. So like in order to, to sell like whatever you want, you have to have in Virginia anyway, you have to have like an enclosed kitchen. So like a,
2: a, a food truck or, or something. It's along a tightly those regulated industry. I think the worst part be. would be having <laughs> to chug that khaki colored water at the end of the day, but maybe that sort of ruling varies state to state. No, well, you, you know, if you boil it down into a hash,
0: it, you know, you can, you can, <laughs> it's like a pudding. base. After. It. It's really, yeah, it's hot dog pudding, <laughs> hot dog pudding, the chocolate fav- flavored water, or what? ballpark <laughs> pemmican, biscuit album, right?
2: <laughs> hot <laughs> dog flavored water, yeah. You have traveled a ton too. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty lucky
0: guy. Um, I I I kind of caught the travel bug while I was living in Virginia, because um, I don't know what it was initially. It's just I've always been pretty intrigued with just, you know, you drive down the road and you look over and you see like an abandoned house in the woods and you're like, what happened there? You know, like what's going on there? Like people live their whole lives there. There's so much shit that happened there, and as you drive, you see a thousand other houses or abandoned houses or buildings. And it's just like, there's a history there, you know? And it's any place you go has of interesting something, right? Like you can be in the bum middle of nowhere and find something kind of awesome to see, you know, even for a couple of seconds, right? Like, um, so I kind of just like realized that. And from there, I kind of regionally bounced around when I could, um, you know, North Carolina, um, other parts of Virginia, for West Virginia, just to kind of uh just see what's out there, meet people, and it was just kind of like something that I would do is like I can't afford a hotel, I'm just gonna sleep in my shitty Nissan Altima, you know, like just recline the seat,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just like
0: sleep in a parking lot somewhere, and I was like, oh wow, like I got to go out this weekend, and like instead of blowing money on a hotel, like I at least got to you know, spend an extra day or something, you know, so I I just kind of like rethought travel and how you could do it. And, uh, there was a bunch of years, uh, I bounced around different jobs. Um, and then I got one job in particular that was kind of like, I was aiming to make that my career path in the craft beer world. Um, so for a Miller Coors company, I was the craft beer specialist for them. So I was like, of a manager without being a manager, um, which was a giant step beyond where I was at that time, work, work-wise. Um, and very long story short, I kind of got in some trouble. Um, nothing you know too <laughs> scandalous. I, I mean, I'll say it because it, it sounds super shady now, but um, I got, a, I got a really bad speeding ticket, and I'm not a big speed demon, I got a really bad speeding ticket. Um, I like, had weed in the car, and I also had mushrooms, um, which would have been really bad if you had found them. Um, it was in Kentucky. <laughs> I was on my way down to see a friend, and I think I was kind of like self-sabotaging myself stomach. a little bit.
3: No, no, no. Um <laughs> They were not yeah, you kind of have to think of it that way. like if i have this illegal shit in the car why am i going 100 miles an hour or whatever it's like yeah
0: i, I definitely i was not in a good place mentally at this time for sure uh and then yeah I, I think i have a tendency to kind of self-sabotage in certain circumstances so like that's that's my best answer for as to why i was doing that but i got a clock going pretty fast and uh you know dude pulled me out of the car i was in handcuffs immediately whoa Um, we searched for a vehicle yeah it was bad um are we really not gonna drop the speed (laughs) no he it was he was you know basically he had me in cuffs and he's like do you have any like drugs and stuff and i was like uh you know i got weed because i was hoping he wouldn't find the mushrooms because it was it was a small amount and i put him in a separate place um And let's just say in Kentucky at the time, probably still now, like those are not scheduled in a way that you want to get caught with them. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so all these are happening. And meanwhile, I'm sitting in the back of this dude's SUV being like, all right, I'm probably going to go to jail. If not worse, I'm definitely losing my job. Definitely losing my license. I'm definitely fucked, you know? Um, So I'm having this crisis moment. I'm like, why the fuck was I such an idiot? And then did you gets back in the vehicle and he's just kind of like looking on his, his screen and and writing some stuff down. And I'm like, Hey, like, you know, am I under arrest? Cause you know, I heard you can ask that or something. (laughs) And he's like, I should, I should arrest you. But like, it's, it's really bad, uh, traffic time in, in Kentucky in this particular city I was in, I won't say where I was. um, for some reason. I don't know. Um, (laughs) um, and I'm sure like, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and, and, and think for a second that me being white didn't have something to do with that in Kentucky. Um, so I'm forever thankful or aware of my privilege in the situation, or I I don't know what what to say really. Um, I wish it wasn't the case, but that I'm sure was a factor in, in him letting me off. Um, but I mean, you know, so he, he, I mean, he let the weed thing go. I definitely, I got a, like a reckless driving ticket. Um, and I had to deal with that. Uh, but he didn't find the other thing that was in the car. Um, but I say all this to say, first off, sorry universe for doing that. But I think it definitely, <laughs> it, it, it really changed my mindset. At that point, I was like actually excited or at least relieved that I wasn't going to have to go back to that job anymore. So I realized I was like, Oh damn, this is a job that's supposed to make me happy. And it's not. And it was very real to me in that moment. that I was like, I'm not happy. And I, I actually hate my life like straight up hate my life. Um, and I'm going to, I'm on a path where I'm going to make unhealthy choices. Um, you know, cause it's like, you know, a lot of my job in the beer industry was drinking beer and making deals with people. And, being in bars all the time, eating unhealthy food. So it was like, I was going, like my health was declining. Like I was gaining weight. I was just like unhealth unhappy with my life. And all that being said, it was just kind of like, Oh damn, like I need to do something different or like things aren't going to work out well in my life. So Honestly, I think it was, I was just was on YouTube and, and started looking around on stuff into like, not intentionally, like, what do I do with my life? Let's go to YouTube. I knew I wanted to travel. And um, I kind of found uh, one guy in particular, Bob Wells on YouTube. He's an older guy. um, And, you know, this is right, kind of right when the van life craze was really starting to pick up. Like now it's, it's just like all over the place, but I feel like when I was starting, it was like really, you know, I was in that wave of people that was like, just ready to, for something different. I'm not going to say I'm like original with it. People have been living in their vans for years before I was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But his YouTube videos and just kind of like his philosophy on it. I was just like, dude, I can't deny like how this, jibes with me you know um a lot uh and you know you you brought up Chad and just conversations we had and you know I don't feel any ill thing towards Chad if he's listening hey what's up dude um yeah, no just different it's I don't know him on the show um and you know it's just it's not for everybody you know and I'm not going to sit here and be like oh you need to change your life or like somebody listening needs to change your life maybe like there's somebody out there that that resonates with and that's cool um, but a big thing for me was just like, I could work in a job for a long time and like plan on traveling when I get older and just like, that won't happen. You know, like I could literally like, you know, and this was drilled into our heads as kids in church. It was like, you can walk out this door and trip over something and hit your head. And where are you going to spend eternity? And it was like, for me, it was more like I can walk outside the door, hit my head. And like, what did I fucking do? yeah yeah <laughs> so like i was just kind of like you know nothing really as far as like going to college like i went to college because i was a christian i went to christian college i didn't have like i want to be a doctor or like i want to be this or that if anything it was like i'm a christian i don't need to be anything because jesus is going to come and rapture my ass and i don't have to worry about anything so that's kind of how I lived my life. <laughs> you know, when we all met, honestly, I was just I couldn't give a fuck about anything cuz I was like, well why? I'm just going to get raptured off this piece of shit. Like, and it's an awful place to be, you know. It's an awful mentality to have. So, um I don't think I really took my college career very seriously um when I first <laughs> went to yeah. Liberty, especially especially at Liberty. Yeah. Like I, I've since I've I've done some college education beyond Liberty. Um, I still haven't, like, graduated with anything. I'm not really motivated to. Um, I love learning. Learning's fun. Like, there's all sorts of – I mean, dude, there's, there's like, an unlimited amount of shit out there you can learn about. And
3: Especially it's all interesting.
0: It's all at your fucking fingertips, dude. Everything. You know, and it's, like, you know, like, um, audiobooks are my thing because I just, like, I'm, I'm super ADHD. Like, I'm, I didn't get diagnosed with it until I was – you know, maybe like a couple years ago, like two or three years ago, um, four years ago. doesn't matter. Um, so like even just knowing something like that was just like, oh, damn, like, you know, there's certain things about growing up that I, I wasn't like very neat or clean. I wasn't punctual, definitely had problems with the, like attention in the classroom and stuff like that. And it was just, oh, he's lazy. He's not applying himself kind of stuff. And so I, kind of took that to heart after a while. And I just thought that like, so by the time I was in college, I was just like, Oh, I don't apply myself. I'm, I'm lazy. You know, like I started going, Mm. coming into that, you know, and, you know, saying all that and like coming to the point where I was just like getting ready to travel and stuff. I was just like, there's so much shit that's exciting and new and interesting to learn about. And it's like, you could just go and see it. Like, you know, it's it's out there. And, you know, I, I know I'm in like a very privileged position of, of, you know, um, you know, I didn't grow up super poor. Um, you know, my parents let me keep all my goddamn VHS tapes <laughs> in, in,
2: in my room as I travel the country. Yeah, um, if you're just listening to the audio of this, uh, it looks like he's broadcasting from like AAA pawn down on <laughs> Central <laughs> yeah. yeah, and th- this is this isn't even half my collection <laughs> it's a giant wall like... of antiquated media that will eventually <sighs> collapse on <laughs> and be it, killing it yeah dude uh, yes you're lucky we don't live you don't live in an area
3: that's like prone to earthquakes because you'd be dead in like oh my god seven dude. seconds if anything yeah. shook remotely in that room
0: i think it was it was out of necessity i had to put the shelves in because i was just like you know i can't have this in stacks in the middle of my room anymore like i can't move from my bed to, to the door without like dancing around a bunch of shit so it's uh <laughs> the shelves have been nice but yeah like as you see they're a little bit warped huh so
2: we'll figure it out but yeah. um if one it's of the not top hoarding until you start like hoarding your turds yeah
0: oh you didn't see that that <laughs> shelf <laughs> over there yeah
3: <laughs> yeah if you don't have a mason jar full of shit and piss Still do it all right, but if you do have a oh, shelf okay. full of that,
1: on the other hand, if you have a shelf, shelf full of it, there, it's art. So see that, yeah. Small yeah. batch
2: brewing some jankum,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> that artisanal uh, jankum, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Man,
0: what's it a, would be called? Like tur- turd in jar. It would be like you know, like the, <laughs> the,
3: the, <I'm> real literal <laughs> with it.
0: <laughs> Turd and jar. Well, it's, it's like any of the, like the yeah, like bourbon and whisk, uh bourbon and burgers or whatever like restaurant these days. Turd and jar.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like
0: the labels like got the X and it's like a T and J. Uh, right. and you got an Edison bulb. I can't put there. all my ideas. <laughs> yeah, I can't it. put all my ideas out on the internet. But yeah, Maybe we talk about man. this uh, yeah. after
3: after we turn this off. You got to hide those under a bushel.
0: No, I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs>
2: it under a bushel. I'm gonna let it shine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that from like the the Christian Club or something? There was like a yeah, video. Saw recently. It was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I you should have known. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's our alum
2: alumnus. Or
3: yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: yeah the DC talk boys. Well, okay. So quick. So real quick being that you're a, a traveling man, what are yes. like two, three of your favorite places that you've been that people should go?
0: Okay. I, I do have some places I can't mention because I'm pretentious. I'm uh, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 The King of Prussia yeah, no,
1: yeah
0: Yeah. <laughs> wait, do you guys remember King of Germany? That sorry, that was a random Lynchburg thing. I don't remember king that. Alright, that, that's a whole nother thing. It was he was just like one of the, like, the random street guys that would just had a had a shtick. It was like the guy who would like balance the ball on his head and walk around and there was all there was all sorts of people like that in Lynchburg, I felt like.
2: There were some characters there for sure. Yeah, it did have a strange there was, there was a lot of strange people there,
0: <laughs> but uh, some of my favorite places, I i will say um, one of the first places I went to that was kind of like an extreme distant land for me after I, I decided to travel was um, Haines, Alaska, and that's in um, uh, the Panhandle area. So if, if anybody on the, the live feed, I guess this is in reverse, I don't know how it shows up, but you know. It was the Aleutian Islands, you know, this is the panhandle mainland Alaska up here. I was down here, like in the thumb, so I was like 80 miles north of Juneau. Okay. Um, so that was, I went and I I did six months up there as a raft guide, and that was like just the best, dude. It was so sick. And, and I went, so that where we were, it was a uh temperate rainforest, so it just it, you just get butt tons of rain. But I went up during a, uh, a drought heat wave summer. So it wound up being like fantastic for me as a person living in a tent in the woods. You know, like most people are like, oh, dude, you're going to get trench foot. You're going to like, all oh, your shit's going to be wet. You're just going to be like, your shit's going to be tattered by the time you leave here. And it was like, dude, I was walking around without my shirt on every day. In Alaska and I was just like dude I didn't first of all I didn't know I'd ever go to Alaska I never thought it would be hot in Alaska I didn't know yeah things got hot up there you know but you know they do have most of the most of the summer is just like a normal summer anywhere else except for you know it stays light most of the day you yeah know? So I stayed that for was like two
2: weeks in uh up in Anchorage And it was like right at the end of May, early June. And every day it was like 70 degrees and like 18 hours of sunlight. And it was incredible. (sighs) It's sick, dude, because you're you're just like,
0: you know, and I was living with a bunch of guides, um, outdoor guides. So, you know, it was like, you know, at the time I was just 30, I think, 31, maybe 35 now. So, yeah, it was like four years ago. So a lot of these people are a lot younger than I am and stuff. So it was just kind of like, it was funny going out there and they're wild now. I mean, I was, I was too a little bit, but like there's definitely uh, people in their young twenties, like popping the fuck off when it's like 18 hours of sunlight and then just like a tiny bit of twilight. It's not even full darkness. You know, it was, it was like you, you definitely didn't see the stars for a couple months. Um, but it was it was yeah, Haynes, Alaska. I would say if anybody goes up to Alaska, especially in the inner passage, Haynes is a small town that doesn't have a big harbor, so not a lot of ships stop or not a lot of boats will stop there. Boats, ships, cruise ships, yeah, I guess ships. Okay. Um <laughs> doesn't matter, I guess. Uh <laughs> but yeah, so that was awesome. You know, there's fjords and and just gorgeous, just so much wildlife and it's fantastic Um, bald
2: eagles are like seagulls
0: they are everywhere everywhere. and there's like i super nerded out on because you know being a raft guide they're like all right you have to entertain people for a minimum of an hour and a half when you have them on your boat and you're rowing them down a river and then i was i was kind of like a a, they call them a spieler uh with somebody to like pick up the people from the docks because everybody you're bringing out is from the cruise ship and you put them in a bus and then you'd have them for an hour up the road and an hour down the road. And I'd have to stand in front of the the bus with a microphone and, and talk about eagles and like bears and shit. So it was it was a lot of fun because, you know, I don't know. I uh I'm a quiet person in, in most circumstances, but when there's something I enjoy talking about, obviously I'm on a podcast, we're at almost two and a half hours now. I do love talking about stuff I know about, but, um, yeah. So, so that was a good job for me. Um, I would love to go back. I'm maybe going back, uh, this summer. Um, but I've said that the last four summers, but (laughs) anybody out there, you know, small little plug. I, I did a, uh, I actually did a documentary of my time when I was up there. It's a full feature length hour and a half. So if you're not tired of hearing me talk, um, you can go, uh, can I, Give my oh, yeah. my Instagram handle. Okay, yeah, of so it's, it's my my Instagram. Uh, shameless plug, I guess. Uh, follow me or don't. I don't really care, honestly. But if you wanted to check out this video, um, go to at snarfersnarf. That's S N A R F E R S N A R F. And the link is in the bio. But I got really bored last year, and um, I had a ton of just raw iPhone footage. And I spliced it all together, and then I got, I cracked a bunch of beers, and I just like talked over it. So that's so um, sick, dude!
3: I didn't even know that. I'm definitely gonna watch that. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I can't um, wait.
0: Yeah, not I haven't really showed it to a lot of people, but um, I actually wound up being kind of proud of it. It was just, it, it was more fun just going back and reminiscing on on shit. And the real reason why I did it is I was too cheap to upgrade my cloud storage. So I was like, I need to use these fucking videos and delete them, or I start paying fifteen dollars a month. Um, but yeah, yeah. So if you want to check that out, go for it. You know, or don't. Either way, um, but it's out there. You asked if uh, what some of my favorite spots were. Hands Alaska. That's one of them. Um, Telluride, Colorado is another one of my favorite places on this entire planet. Um, again, I, you know, you've alluded to it. I'm a big mushroom guy. Um, yeah, it's like, this is black trumpet mushrooms. It was
1: like black okay. flag
0: and and mushrooms on the same shirt. It was just like, holy shit. Like somebody read my diary and, and made a shirt. <laughs> um, and a, l- a little plug for my friend too. He made it. It's Chris Adams. If you could check him out on uh, Instagram, he's at, at Sporelust. Um, he's there a cool ass dude. He, he's got a tarot deck of like a bunch of mushrooms. So if you're into some witchy shit and mushrooms, go check it out. Buy a tarot deck.
2: Uh, dude, that's he a, just um, like perfectly synthesized everything you love into a t shirt. It was it's insane, like, dude. I was like, <laughs> it's like when the people <laughs> in my town find like one of those uh, wish flags that's like Jesus gripping like a cross in one hand and the American flag in the other. And they fly it in front of their house until it's tattered and destroyed. It's like, it's, I love it's those.
1: all of me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like
2: a curtain he's
3: pulling back and revealing his truth behind America. It's so sexy. Yeah. It's always like a like, real hot Jesus, too. Oh, he's always like, yeah, ripped, super yeah. hot, yeah, like, yeah. wearing the crown of thorns. That
2: shit never fell yeah. off. And he looks yeah. sad. No. He looks sad about America. <laughs> yeah. He looks well, yeah, pensive. about America in particular. I think he looks pensive. Pensive.
0: That's good. That's a good grade. Yeah.
2: I like that one. <laughs> Telluride's on my list. Like that's one of the places oh, that I it's I've been so all over Colorado stupid. and I've just never it's kind of hard to get to, so it's like It is. They have some it like is. crazy it's car some... show there that's supposed yeah. to be amazing
0: that's great yeah that, that so they they're a tiny little town in the san juan mountains and like uh closer to the four corners area in colorado not too far from like moab you know, comparatively like yeah and, you know out west is like you could drive a bunch of hours and to get somewhere back i come back home and people complain about like a 30 minute drive i'm like
1: <laughs> like, dude, that's insane. like you're
0: gonna go anywhere in 30 minutes out there but um Anyway, yeah, they they have a famous mushroom fest uh, they've been doing for over 40 years now. And that was like a bucket list thing for me. I was like, dude, for, for 10 years, I wanted to go. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, I the years prior, well, the year prior, I was in Alaska, couldn't go. Years before that, I wasn't really traveling or, or even thought that was like a possibility. So I was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going this year because um, – COVID shut down the cruise ships, so like I didn't go back to Alaska the, the following year in twenty twenty. So I was twenty nineteen in and Haynes. Uh so yeah. Uh I was just like, All right, I'm out in Colorado, let's go. I went, I, th- I thought this was maybe like a one time deal and I this is my, my third year at the, the the mushroom fest and um one of my jobs for the years I worked for the film fest out there. So it was like, I kind of stumbled into that job after the mushroom fest. So it was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. I'm also a big, (laughs) a big film buff. Yep. Um, so it kind of went hand in hand. I was like, Holy shit. There's every year in this gorgeous town, a paradise on this earth, there's a mushroom fest and then there's a film fest. And then, so I, I go to the mushroom fest, I work, I volunteer with them for my ticket and then I, I transition into working for the film fest for the month, and so that's that's how I can go out to uh, Telluride and live out there. And it's it's not a cheap place to live in general, so it's it's uh, to be able to work out there um, really helps for me to be able to like just afford to exist out there. That's sick, dude. Um, yeah, so that would, that would be probably my second favorite place. And then, um, man, a third place is kind of hard. Um, i been spending a lot of time in Salt Lake City, so maybe I'll say Salt Lake City in in uh, Utah. Uh, I like it there too. It's cool. It's cool, and it, it was. I didn't know what to expect going there for the first time, and maybe you had the same. Uh, what was your experience with SLC?
2: I drove through there the first time I was there. I drove through. April and I went to. Uh, we drove up to like. Um, Yellowstone and uh Grand Teton
1: did a mm-hmm. few days
2: up there and then we went Hell down yeah. through there to uh Moab. So we stayed in Park City one nice. night and then yeah. dude the drive April didn't see much of it because she had food poisoning from oh, no. bad Thai food. But the drive from like Park City down through those mountain roads to Provo is yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm fascinated by any of these like I like the mountains. I like going to Colorado and being in the mountains and stuff like that. But I'm kind of I think I'm more fascinated like the the thing that really like perks my like inner sense of adventure and awe, I guess, is like the giant sprawling vistas like the plains and the uh you know, those those desert desert regions like out there. I don't know. I love all that. I we've too. taken several big road trips through there, and I don't know. There's just so many cool places, and Utah, place like Utah, Utah and Wyoming, both are like mm. they're you have a lot of the same cool stuff that you'd find in Colorado, but there's nobody there, <laughs> which yes makes it so much better. <laughs> Absolutely, and I I so I didn't really. I guess I wasn't
0: hit to that fact or like thought of it. Um, Cause I don't know, a couple years ago, I was at a, at my friend's house party. And so I was like, a great. A great thing about guiding in Alaska is I got to meet a lot of people from around the lower 48 that were into like outdoor rec being outside, just being a crazy river person. So uh, when I finally did get to get in my van and travel around <clears throat> I went and just like visited them and got to meet their crazy outdoor friends in their communities. So it was like in Salt Lake city, my buddy Dylan was living there and I got to meet all his friends. Actually we all, I met all his friends, Salt Lake city friends in, in Montana at a, uh, a music fest I snuck into, um, that they all went to. So it was just like, it, it's just funny how, you know, uh, you're just kind of out on the road. It, it's it's really fun to meet people. Obviously, um, people also really uh, respond well or positively to to people that travel like that out west. I feel like where out east we don't really have that. You know, like if I was living in my van in Hartford, Connecticut, it would be a way different than if I was yeah. in like Telluride, Colorado. Like different people, sort of
2: reception. You know,
0: like, wouldn't bat they wouldn't bat an eye to me crawling in my van in a parking lot and then taking a nap or something. It was like in Harford, it would be like, you get the cops called on you immediately. Absolutely. Like somebody nodding off on heroin in the back of that crack rig or something, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a lot more common out West and there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm, you know, I can get into whether it's the climate or just kind of like how people are, you know, but,
3: but cultural differences for sure yeah uh, and there's a lot
0: more spaces out out west too and, and and to your point casey where it's just like you're you're talking i know you're you're a kansas dude and um you know half of Colorado is basically kansas too but there's a lot of those big just open spaces um where there's not a lot of people and I, i'd love that too you know it's the desert especially is is one of my favorite places uh give me a high desert i'm a I'm a happy guy, you know, like high plains desert, um, you know, being an, being an East coaster, I never uh, experienced a dry climate, you know, it's like, cause on the East coast from Maine to Florida, dude, it's humid as fuck. And then all the way out to Kansas, even it's just humid as shit. And mm-hmm. then, so I remember my, my first time driving through the Mojave desert and then like going out. Side, stepping outside into the desert for the first time ever and just being like it's a hundred degrees are you serious like i'm totally fine i'm in this yeah. i'm in the shade and i'm <laughs> totally fine i'm not even complaining at all so that was that was another thing too it was just kind of like falling in love with the climate or just the different climates you know man it's just having a variety the variety of the mountains the variety of the different rocks or the plants the the animals the the fungus the the mushrooms it's it's fascinating you know and this is and i'm just talking about our tiny neck of the woods you know like north america you know it's a big spot i guess but like pales in comparison to the rest of it so it's like I've, i haven't i have even touched the rest of the the planet you know it's just like there's just unlimited things to see and, and experience yeah. out there and, um like i know it's not a lifestyle for a lot of people and you know i i do like my creature comforts you know i'm i'm not 100 percent boss of the wall all the time like dude i i love just i just put solar and uh battery bank in my van so i, I can finally actually watch tapes in my van yeah, that was like hey, the that's... biggest motivating factor tapes. you know so it's like
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 <laughs> uh i can't hoard them as much as here uh you gotta keep the stash a little low yeah um, you have to like
3: pick your like top 30 before you hit the road you can't go yeah go off too bad <laughs> yeah.
2: you start towing a trailer just for yeah your tapes.
0: exactly <laughs> you it's my wheel. blockbuster on wheels yeah yeah dude <laughs> start a rental service but it's, just, but it's just little stuff like that you know it's like yeah i don't have a place to shit in the morning and sometimes that could be an issue, or like, I gotta figure out, you know, like where I could shower, or how to shower, and stuff like that. But like, you know, adding something as simple as like a creature comfort that I like here in my own room, was watching a VHS in the desert, it's kind of a good feeling.
3: You know? <laughs> so yeah, so dope,
0: dude. It was, it was a definitely. Um, I've, I'm a very lucky dude, but it is something I I was very um, intentional about. <laughs> And um, to be on this side of it and actually doing it is actually kind of like a mind fuck sometimes. Because I'm like, I literally will just be like, I can't believe my life sometimes. And um, I'm very thankful for it, you know. Um, I love that. And I don't don't think I'd be here if it weren't. I I don't think it would be that way if I didn't go through the whole Christian experience and growing up that way, too. So, you know, I know you guys have, have talked about, you know, not trying to be the bitter um ex-christian and stuff like that and i definitely dealt with that as well um, for sure
3: but you know i, I think and it comes in waves too there are days where you wake up and you're just like you know what <laughs> fuck everything <laughs> yeah you're right yeah so it I still comes that. in waves you just try not to let it like envelop you like uh yeah symbiote from uh spider-man you know it's just don't become venom that's all
2: <laughs> you know me i poignant and this poignant. might sound a little weird but me personally, I believe that it's our scars and imperfections that make us beautiful. Hell yeah. I can't believe nobody's memes. I'm that. sorry, I know that's so weird. Yeah. Wait, oh no. I thought that was a poison written lyric. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> that was no, that was um that was uh like basic bitch, AOL instant messenger away message. That's what yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The yeah, the, the message <laughs>
0: that you leave out there to be like oh, I wonder if my crush will read this and, like, wonder what
2: I'm going through.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe she'll reach out to me and be like, why are
2: you so mysterious? Yeah. Now it's what your uh, widowed grandma posts with, like, a minion looking up at it.
3: Yeah. A minion (laughs) looking up (laughs) at, like, the solar... Looking up at the Milky Way. And, like, Donald (laughs) Trump and Jesus are both looking down on him and, like... (laughs) <laughs> a pregnant Sonic, <laughs> just looking <up>. at <laughs> Oh my man. God! All right, we should probably end this. But God damn, Dave, this was such yeah, a fucking I hate, blast. I hate to do, I hate to
0: end it too, man. This has been fantastic. Um, thank you so much for having me on here. You know, I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, and I'm like I'm probably
3: really almost, so. two honestly, yeah. almost two years, honestly, almost
0: two years. It's it's been a while, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just you know I've always wanted to do it, but honestly, it, it, a lot of t- a lot of the times it was like the internet access yeah. <laughs> piece of it, um, living in a van, etc. But um, yeah, well, awesome catching up with you guys. Yeah, if you ever uh want to talk again, let me know. Uh,
3: Absolutely, man.
0: Yeah, I think Sam. Next time I'm home, we should definitely get up and grab a brew haw
3: Yeah, dude. Let's well. Let's talk after this. Cause I, I want to know how long you're around for. because sure. yeah, uh, we're yeah. close.
0: Yeah, this time probably won't won't work out. Okay. But yeah, I I definitely you know we're we're in contact again. I think that's great.
2: Yeah, man. Well, I'll put a link to uh, Dave's Instagram down in the description so you can follow him there for a lot of wholesome and heartwarming content
1: about <laughs> nature
2: and funguses. I, it's a very nice uh, break from you know war footage yeah which is thanks <laughs> it's dave looking at mushrooms and then a video i accidentally watched of someone dying that's my instagram now <laughs> <laughs> so follow dave there if you like the show leave us a review and don't forget we got a discord you can find the link in our bio instagram on our instagram bio. and uh that being said, everybody have I uh, hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.